Hey, this is Nick Gomez from The Walking Dead and Dexter. Hi, Sister K. Hi, Sister J. Hey, y'all, this is Lou Temple. You know me as Axel from The Walking Dead, and you're listening to Sister Speak. Keep on listening. You follow me? Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your man Vincent M. Ward from the hit show The Walking Dead. That's the uh, character Oscar and from True Blood, Hollis. I'm here on Sister Speaks. What's happening with y'all? Hey, sisters, what's going on? This is Chad L. Coleman, Tyrese from The Walking Dead. What's up? Let's talk about it. I'm Lincoln, and I play Beth on The Walking Dead, and this is Sister Speak. This is John Bernthal telling y'all to listen up. Hello to the podcast, coming to you not live, but coming to you from the Philly Comic Con, and sending big love. This is Sarah Callies. Bye. Hey, this is Steven Young. Hi to Sister Speak. Hey, what's up, Sister Speak? This is Lawrence Gilliard Jr., also known as Bob Stuckey on The Walking Dead. Just sending a shout-out. What's up? Hi, Sister Speak. This is Alana Masterson from The Walking Dead. Denise Crosby from The Walking Dead, and I just want to welcome you to Terminus. Hello, Sister Speak. This is Jeff Cooper. Hey, it's Josh McDermott from The Walking Dead, and when I'm bored, I'm listening to Sister Speak. Hey, hey, hello, how are you? How's everybody out there in podcast land? This is Irony Singleton, a.k.a. T-Dog from The Walking Dead. Just want to give you a shout-out to the Sister Podcast Company. Thanks so much for all the love and support. Take care. God bless. Peace. Yeah. Hey, this is Ross Marquand. I play Aaron on The Walking Dead. You're listening to Sister Speak. Hello, this is Adrian Turner. I play Dwayne on The Walking Dead, and I just wanted to say, hey, Sister Speak. Sister Speak, this is Seth Gilliam from The Walking Dead. Plays Father Gabriel. Just wanted to say hello. Hi, Sister Speak podcast. This is Lenny James, who plays Morgan Jones. Hope all's well. Uh, hope you're having a good time. And now I'm going to stop. Bye. Hi, this is Tova Felchu. How are you, Sister Speak? And I'm here to tell you how much I love being on The Walking Dead as the head of Alexandria. Hello, everyone. It's Sister Speak. It's Kyla Kennedy, and I play Mika Samuels on The Walking Dead, and I cannot wait to listen to your podcast. Hi, Sister Speak. This is Ryan Shabrano, and I'm here at Walker Soccer, Pennsylvania. It's nice to virtually meet you. Daniel Bonjour, I'm Aiden on The Walking Dead. Just want to say hi to Sister Speak. Hey, Sister Speak. This is Steve Coulter, Reg Monroe from The Walking Dead. Hope you're all doing great and keep watching. Hi, Sister Speak Podcast. <laughs> I'm Major. Sister Speak, I have nothing to add to this conversation, being not a sister or, well, a brother. <laughs> Unless you're talking about me having brothers, and I do. I'm the whitest dude on the planet. That's all I got. You were some fine-looking woman in that room, I bet, though. Hi, I'm Caitlin Akon, and I play Enid on The Walking Dead. Hey, it's Jason Douglas uh, from The Walking Dead, and uh, this is a shout-out to Sister Speak, keeping it real. Hey, Sister Speak, this is Tom Payne, who plays Jesus on The Walking Dead. I hear you've been talking about me a lot. Y'all keep doing that, okay? Welcome to Sister Speak, The Walking Dead, where we discuss the AMC series, The Walking Dead, from a sister's point of view. I'm Sister K. I'm Sister Yam. I'm Zombie Scotty. 
and welcome to episode 77. Let's get started. Yoo-hoo. <laughs> welcome, 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 Sister Speak Nation. As you can hear, we have two very special guests with us this week, Sir Zombie Scotty and Sister Yam in the house. Yeah, hey. How are y'all doing? We're good. We're good. We're good. We're still alive. <laughs> yeah. Don't very much alive. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I am so excited to have you both on. It's been a while. Well, for Zombie Sky, it's just saw you like a week ago. Uh, but for yep. Yam, it's been a while since we have talked. So excited to have you on the podcast. And you too, Zombie Scotty. Well, thank you First very much. I'm coming to be on. Here. Yes. <laughs> there you go. I am thrilled to be here. And this is my first time interacting with Zombie Scotty. So I am just all excited about this new episode. Me well, too. I'm thrilled as well. And I got to say, Yam, your interview with Lee Bagers was fantastic. And made oh, my smile. God. Oh, thank you. For <laughs> well, your discussion of him. Yeah, yeah. So when before we start on this episode, which is season eight, episode two, titled The Damned, mm-hmm. uh, in honor of Sister J, do we want to discuss our beverage of choice during when you watched it or now? Whichever one you want to do. Um, when when I, I, go ahead. Yeah, go, go. Oh, thank you. Well, when I watched it, I was pretty much drinking what I'm drinking now. Since I've been uh, uh, nursing it as sickness, I was drinking, and I'm still drinking, a green tea with pineapple and honey hot tea. I wish it was a hot toddy, though. <laughs> <laughs> so pineapple, what? is that infused in the tea, or is that added to the tea? It is actually is a mix. It's a, it's a dry herbs of the green tea and the pineapple, mm. all dried up. It's it's dried and shriveled, and as as soon as the water boils, you put it in, and they all come out. They they like expand, and then they start then yeah. uh, brew the tea, distilling. Yes, oh, delicious. That sounds good because I like pineapple. That does sound good, mm-hmm. but I don't really like tea. And so it smells good though. Does it taste like tea? <laughs> No. <laughs> I like tea well, when I have a cold. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm just so used to tea that I really don't distinguish any particular taste of tea. It's just mm. tea. Mm. I might have to try that. Yeah, yeah. That sounds good, actually. And Zombie Scotty? Well, my adult beverage is uh, coffee. Sorry to be boring. Oh, no, that's fine. <laughs> is I'm it sure black it was coffee? beer during the episode. Coffee with no, cream? Any particular kind of coffee? Uh, always coffee with 2% milk. Oh. 2%. 1% nice. is just dirty water. Yeah, indeed. Oh, yeah. Yucky. <laughs> I know. And skim, just forget about it. No, no, no. That's just like water with white dye or something yep. in it. White stuff <laughs> in it. Yeah. Ooh. And I today am drinking a, after that conversation on our Queen Sugar podcast from Sister J about Hansen's, which is a soda that has pure cane sugar instead of high fructose corn, corn syrup. Mm. I had to get me some kiwi strawberry Hansen's. Oh, yum. Fantastic. It's delicious. All righty then. That's my beverage for today. All right. So this episode, The Damned. First of all, before we get to the damned, I kind of want to know what y'all's impressions were of Mercy last week. Like just a brief, like, were you excited for it to come for the show to come back? First of all, to season eight, and then 
Were you disappointed or happy or entertained or whatever adjective you want with Mercy before we get into the damned? Um, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. You, you go first and I'll follow. <laughs> Are let's we going to do this? Yeah, you okay. go first and I'll follow. Be good. Okay. Um, well, I was, I was, um, I was happy that it was back. I was uh, not super excited, like a 16-year-old girl. Oh, my God. It's so <laughs> but I was excited because, <laughs> because, <laughs> because of the way it ended. It ended on a high note, and I wanted to know what was going to happen uh, next. And plus, they always do this thing at the end of every season. In the beginning of a new one, they try to hype things up. So I was really interested to see what was going on and um, honestly I missed to see those faces of my TV screen so when it came out I was really happy that they were finally back and how did you think about Mercy or the first episode um well I (laughs) (laughs) I like um, honestly like uh, personally I like every episode that Greg Nicotero uh, directs I like mm-hmm. it. I like th- I like his episodes. They're just different. You can tell when he's one of his or when he's one of somebody else's. Um, and I know I heard a lot of comments later on online, people saying, why do we have to have three uh, rally um, uh, speeches and all these things that were ridiculous and were this and that? You know what? We needed to have those speech for all these three different leaders because it was the first time that these communities were actually coming together with a common goal. These are people that they have never met each other before. Mm -hmm. They don't know who they are. So they need to come on board in one mentality because the task that they have ahead of them is a big one. And if they wanted to be successful, they all needed to be sync in the one same direction so i do think that those three speeches rick uh king ezekiel with his vows and this and tricks yes it needed to be said and maggie Mm. i loved i loved the way the maggie spoke like when maggie took the words she took the floor and she started speaking I, will, I felt proud for her because she come pr- through a lot of stuff. And mm-hmm. now we see Maggie, the leader. She finally grew into her big girl's shoes. And I cannot wait to see how more, how much more she is going to be doing this season. That's it. That, I, that's an interesting way to look at it. And I didn't look at it that way last week. Okay, well, there ain't much space left for me. <laughs> no, you did a really good job of describing it. Um, I, I was glad the show was back, um, and I, I enjoy the episode. I would have preferred the second episode be the first one. Uh, I just would have preferred a little more action. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I know how they're trying to set up the whole season with the picture of Rick in the beard and the picture of him sitting over two graves and all this stuff that's going to be coming, I guess. Um, I just prefer each episode have a little more oomph. Um, so I like the second one much more. As a, as an opening back to the season. Yeah, yeah. Just start with the battle and then explain it later. <laughs> yeah. That's that would a be good, my, 
that's a very good point. I kind of agree that I like the second episode better than the first one. Um, yeah. I know that you still had to work through. Go ahead. Yeah, you're right. We still had to work through what the hell was happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take notes. Figure out what's connected to what. Um, it was a little hard to watch Negan step out on the balcony in that first episode and have him not be shot. I mean, <laughs> it was just a little. <laughs> it was a little hard to watch. That was yeah. That was one of the things that I, I crossed my mind, and I'm thinking, why, Rick? Why are you talking smack to this idiot? Just shoot him. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But then I What's thought, someone- okay. That that season will be all over then. First right. episode, first season, season eight. No, Boom. it wouldn't be over. That. We have all kinds of shit we could be doing. Because then you have all of Negan's people that you still have to deal with. You know, yeah. You could have let a couple of those lieutenants run off and then have to fight them all season, or you know. But just to have the at the first opportunity you have to get someone who bashed in two of your friends' heads and yeah. killed a bunch of others through their orders and you're not going to yeah. take the shot that's just like really come on now yeah but the no, also the, rough. they also have to think about the way that they are i, I already know because um well i really don't know no no because they can change a lot of things but being a, a comic book reader i'm already know that they're not yeah. going to dispose of Megan like that mm-hmm. um just because they could and in, let me tell you something, if they did something like that, I would be floored. Like, like seriously, they just got rid of Negan from TV like that? Oh, I would be on the floor, <laughs> really rolling. But I know they're not going to do it. They're going to milk that cow as much as they can. They're going to they, 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 they no, stretch they really that. Yeah. No, yeah. you're you're absolutely right on that. It's just all five lieutenants, you know, Negan and his four or five lieutenants, whatever, plus Eugene, walk out onto a balcony in front of a gun squad. It, it's like he's got something that makes people not shoot him. I have no idea. Uh, no. Well, I know they I, want to take him alive, I guess, but. Mm. I would have at least shoot Eugene. <laughs> I'm done you with you him. You would have or- yeah, I would. Shot yeah, I would at least. Okay, don't shoot Negan, yeah. but shoot Eugene. I'm done with him. There you go. Yeah, it was a little hard to watch it scene. It was very hard. And at least if that was the case where you were not going to shoot anyone, I mean, not near one of them motherfuckers got, excuse me, y'all. Not one of those people got shot. None of them. I mean, at least wing one of them. You could have winged. You could have winged Negan even. But then why did you have them come out without any armor or shields or protection or why why not just have them poke their head sideways out the door so they wouldn't get you know you could have come up with another way to show that which wouldn't be as unbelievable as not trying to shoot him as soon as he walked out oh because this go ahead ahead. i was just gonna say that that's a really good point i mean negan's arrogant um and I'm not going to say I read the comic book, but I don't remember remembering ever leaving himself that open mm-hmm. uh, in in the story where I learned about the character. And they just seem to really be pushing. It's like he's got something about him that just makes people do what he wants. And I, it's just a little hard to believe. So you're right. Having him take a little cover or setting up a situation where he's not going to come out in front of a bunch of loaded weapons 
uh, would have been something <laughs> wouldn't have been so hard to watch, I guess. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it is it is just the, I don't know seriously what they do um, when they translate the 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 comic books into the uh, TV screen. Some things don't translate well, and um, I think I will have to blame the writers in this this time yep. for this uh, for this uh, mishap because that is not the character. Like Negan is so much. more more as a character this guy we see on tv is just plain and simple an asshole and you just want to get rid of him quickly mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah quickly yeah exactly i will say i was glad kind of kind of glad and kind of like okay really we're really not going to address it that in this episode we don't see him at all i mean not at all oh, right god which is a little bit yeah, like yeah. really okay we're just going to leave that to the side so it's you're right, Zombie Sky. I mean, this really would have been a better first episode, and then yeah. maybe having once they get to the point where they've kind of taken over a couple of installations, right. maybe they run into the I don't know because he would have been protected. I would think in there. Yep. So on to the damned. We start out the show, and at first, when I first watched it, granted I was a little tired. Uh, I was like, okay, who are these people? Are these people from the kingdom? Are these people from Hillside? Mm. Where are these people from Hilltop? Where where are these people? Who are these people? And it wasn't until we got a little bit into the scene that I was like, oh, these are some saviors. Right. Some random saviors that I don't know that we've ever seen. Yeah. You mean the one with the shut up woman? Yes, we're the woman. Is not, yeah, yeah, right. No, they're just a group we didn't see before. Yeah, they're like cleaning their weapons and. Right. Remember these people. I think that you know what this one thing I have to give to Negan though, I think he's smart, because the other communities they just concentrated in one place. And that's it. Alexandria, uh, the hilltop, and all the other communities, they're just in one place. Negan, on the other hand, he has a lot of hideouts. Mm-hmm. And that is very smart. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you, you can hit one of his places, but you might not be hitting his he- headquarters. Or he might be in another place. And that is a very, very strategic, smart uh, way of thinking. Now, yeah, these people, to me, these people were in another outpost that they did not know that the other people in the front of the house got smacked by Rick and Ann. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yeah. So she was checking through the through the uh, radio, calling uh, Little Roy, but Little Roy checked out already. They check him mm-hmm. up. He exploded on the car. He's the one. Little Roy was, was gone. gone. Yeah, he was gone <laughs> with the wind. So um, she didn't know that happened because they're like in, in another side. So that's why I, in the beginning kind of confused me. And then I said, oh, wait, they are on the other side. This is not the same place that Rick and Emma are, are at with um Yeah. Well, yeah, so that's why it was a little bit confusing. Yeah, no, I had to watch it twice to try to put pieces together, and I'm not sure I put them all together correctly. Yeah, but, uh, it was yeah. hard to distinguish where each group was at, and I'm still not mm-hmm. sure I even got it all. Because so were what were Rick and um, what's his name Daryl? Were they Darryl. in the same place as Morgan and um, Tara? No. See, Morgan- I didn't think so. Morgan, Tara, and uh, Jesus—they were at the satellite. The first, uh, remember the satellite outpost that we saw the first time? Um, yeah, where they, they were. Yes, that's where they back at. Okay, and then Rick and them is somewhere else. Yeah, in uh, headquarters, like uh, inside the house. 
Yeah, I got the impression that Rick, uh, Rick and Daryl were somehow in Negan's huge core, uh, compound, but like 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 Niam was saying, on the other side of it or something. And mm. and uh, and the one group that pulled up with all the cars, they were pinning down that group, so they couldn't help the people on go, the inside. Uh, go people on the inside or something. Because okay. there's the part where later on, where you're listening to Rick, he's being attacked by some guy, and you hear a small arms fire in the background. That's mm-hmm. true, so I, too. Yes. So I thought maybe there was a fight going on outside, keep them pinned down while Daryl and, and Rick go through looking for the weapons. That That's what I ended up putting together, but I have no idea. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right on that one. It just was a little jarring because you just don't know where everyone is. They didn't give us any establishing yeah. type shots, really, except for because this. Right. basically what we know right now, what like what we know so far of the Savior is... To me, the only two places I knew was the satellite uh, compound and that huge thing that looks like um, uh abandoned um, construction industrial site thing. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's what I thought. It, was, it were the only two places. And now I see this place that Rick walks in that it looks like a, some kind of institution because the long yeah. hallways. I'm like, what is this place? It did look like a school yeah. or a dorm, like a university or something. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like, what is this? Yeah, it did. I thought they were at the hilltop first. But <laughs> why would they do this to the hilltop? Because um, of the doors, right. Yeah, so then I thought, it's, okay, this is... It's either someplace on what I'll call Newton's <laughs> big compound, or it's just a completely different third site that we don't know about. But mm-hmm. I, yeah, mm-hmm. but I think it's I think it's the compound because you know when Rick was fighting that guy, you heard the machine guns going off in the background. But that's just there. That's maybe true. they're mis- trying to mislead us, and there's another fight going on somewhere we don't somewhere know about. Somewhere else, yet. huh? It could uh, be. Yeah. It really could yeah. be. So then we, um, so we, at that point though, we do see that Carol and, um, Morgan are at the satellite office Mm -hmm. and they have Mm -hmm. built this zombie moat, which is actually kind of smart around Mm -hmm. it. So it's not going to be as easy for people to get in there like it was before. Right. And Tara is all about, Hey, let's go ahead and go. And Morgan's like, well, Mm -hmm. we gotta make, we gotta be smart because as soon as, they know we're here. We don't have our right. element of surprise. We got to do this True. right. True. Yep. I like seeing um, some of the people we've seen before that Morgan fought with at the kingdom. That Diane lady. No, I enjoyed the, I thought, I thought, um, well, I thought Ezekiel was sort of the star of the show, to be honest. Uh, but this particular episode, and I'll wait till we get to uh, more of his stuff. But yeah. One thing is that um, I, I was, it's funny, I'm like, okay, um, you have those three communities in here, they all together doing all this um, um, mission together, but then you have Morgan, that if you think of it, he sort of began as part of Alexandria, then he drifted away, then he switched sides over to the um, kingdom, and now yeah. I really don't know who he is. Because I know Carol is 
with the kingdom now. She completely left Alexandria because when you look at her armband, it's the same color as the people from the kingdom. And she always rolling with King Ezekiel, which I think, I don't know, he's trying to hit that thing. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) He's sweet sweet talking to her. He definitely likes her. He does like her. We knew this last season when he kept coming up on her damn porch. Yep. Bringing Pete and Cobbler, Jerry, bringing Mm -hmm. Jerry to serenade her with Cobbler. Okay, well, they will end up somewhere in there. I hope so. But anyways, the thing with Morgan, I like the fact that Morgan, um, actually, now he is part of the action. Um, Yeah. He's he's, part of the action in his, his, his flipped out way. In other words, there was a part where he said, I don't die. Yeah, I was and I'm ask thinking, you. okay, so what is that? What is that? Oh, yeah, that's season three. What was that? What was it? And then I recognized he doesn't die, he clears, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking this episode should have been subtitled The Clearer, right? Because, I mean, he doesn't he's clear here. zombies and burn them, but he walks around killing everybody, clearing them. I mean, it was like Morgan going to another extreme almost, as if the guy just can't stay centered uh, in one way to deal with the apocalypse. He keeps going back and forth. You actually, we can see him, like, after he he goes to that door, because him and uh, some people from the hilltop, I think uh, it was Andy and Freddie. Freddie was shitting his pants, and I don't yeah. think he was ready. He wasn't wearing his uh, right. shitting pants. He was shaking <laughs> like a leaf. Yep. And, and Andy had yeah. to look at him and, like, a... Tap him on the shoulder, like calm down. He he, like I'm cool, I'm cool. And 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 Morgan is there. So the thing is that um, when you see these guys and they open right. the door and everybody gets sprayed out with bullets, and uh, there goes Andy and Freddie going down, and Morgan goes down, and all of a sudden, uh, Morgan wakes up. I'm like, are they gonna try to do something that supernatural? Because they all they all got hit. Um, right. what is the thing with Morgan that I don't die? I think he. He he. Um, when he says that, it's more like a like a. He thinks it's a curse because his wife right. died, mm-hmm. his kid died, mm-hmm. everybody around him dies, and he's surrounded by that. But he doesn't die. It's no, his- I. And when that that whole scene where they open the door and there's the one guy there and he they shoot him and then three other guys come up from behind and they all sit there staring at him. <laughs> and I then know. The, 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 I can't, come on, what are we doing here? Everybody's waiting not to shoot. Um, and, and then when Morgan wakes up, um, either he's got some kind of, I don't know, bulletproof Armor, vest on or whatever, yeah, you know, or it's, or it's just for me a little heavy handed in the writing, you know, or uh, that's right. Morgan doesn't die. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I, for the two guys on the side of him to be killed and him not in a spray of bullets, as Yam was saying, I just felt a little forced writing wise, but, uh. Yeah. Or at least not to have like a a, a graze or something. I yeah. think he did. I, I I think actually I did think he, I saw some blood on his arm because at the beginning ah. I was like, oh, how, how come he he didn't get hit? But then I, I I think I sort of saw something like he was bleeding through his arm. Um, uh, I know he, he was... did look down at something yes. like on his body, and then yes. he just right. that's when he kind of went to crazy town and said, oh okay, well this happened. He going. went into clear. He went into clear, clear mode. mode. Yep. Yeah, exactly. He did, which I, I prefer that Morgan, actually. Oh, well, he's well. a badass. I mean, once he once he decides, he's a pretty much a badass. Whatever mm-hmm. he decides, it's just him deciding. You know? 
I just love the fact that he walked outside because he was so like a really in clear mode. He was yeah. just going through the motions, and 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 then he makes a left turn, and he gets surprised by the by the sun. So the sun, the light, blind him, and that's what makes him make the adjustment. Okay, come back to reality. And when what is the first thing he sees when he's focused back into reality? The face of that stupid. Uh, what was his name? Um, um, yes. Um, um. What was uh, his the name? The tall guy. The long-haired dude. Yes. Uh, uh, well, that jackass. That shot That shot Benjamin. Yep. Oh, yes. and he was going yeah. after him. And Jesus got it. <laughs> Jesus oh, saves him. Don't need the... Come on, Jesus. <laughs> okay, yeah. now, can I just tell uh, you yeah. that even though Jesus is somewhat cute, he needs to shave. His getting no. on my damn nerves. Now he they're making him more Morgan like. Yeah. No. And and then now Morgan's going back to his clear days. But I'm like, why do we have to have so many extremes? Why can't we have I mean Jesus will get the he will shoot someone if he needs to, but then no. that whole part of him and Tara no. trying to clear rooms out, they find a dude that's hiding in the closet. We're skipping around, but that's okay. Hiding the closet and him uh, not being immediately suspicious about this dude. I mean, he's supposed to be a badass. Then, wait, the dude snatches his ass up, threatens to kill him and Tara, almost succeeds, and he still doesn't want to shoot the dude. We're not here to do that. (laughs) Well, I don't think they, I mean, I don't know that the characters are having a hard time with what war means, right? I mean, um... Which because is, the guy in the closet is defenseless at the moment. He ha- doesn't have a gun on him. And there's no Geneva Convention at the, <laughs> during the apocalypse. But, uh, you know, you're not supposed to shoot someone who's not armed. That's not saying it doesn't ever happen in warfare. But they just don't know what – some of them don't, they just, they're, they just don't all know what to do together. So you mean okay. to tell me that as they're walking through that building, they're really taking the time to see if they have a gun before they shoot him? No, they was just shooting. No, no I they get They were just shooting. So then all of a sudden he's like, oh, well, he's not armed, so we're not going to shoot him. This is the thing. You are infiltrating the enemy's camp. And when I say enemies, I'm making a quotations in the air over here. You're going to the, to the savior's house. They are the bad guys. Savior's bad. So that means that everything inside the saviors is not a good thing. Now, you know the people from Hilltop because that's where he lives. And he doesn't know the people from the, from the kingdom. Um, but I think that's what the guy says. Oh, they took me from the kingdom to cook or clean or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I will give him that benefit of the doubt. He could have been from the kingdom. But I don't know. Anything, if it was me, everything in, 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 in Savior's compound to me is smells as rat. So I will well, shoot first and ask questions later. Well, okay. So this is my other question for y'all. Where are all the women at? All cool of, question. All of, all of uh, Negan's wives or harem or whatever he calls them. I you kept know. thinking they were going to come around a corner and there'd be a bunch of them somewhere. We haven't seen hiding or hair of them yet. And do you think any of them would try to defend the compound or be like, hey, get me out of here? I think I think his wives are not are kept on the on the headquarters, which I thought in the beginning um, um, it was the um, industrial looking place. Um, it might be the place that Rick is now that looks more like a housing accommodation and right. that the baby is because it, it right. can accommodate families and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think they might be over there. 
show. Yeah, that could be some secret hideout that they were um, exactly they were they were informed about by the guy with the burnt face. I don't remember his name. He's Dwight. He turned to, Dwight. Dwight. So Dwight might have informed him where the where the yeah, harem but, is, right? But the thing is that nobody that was a surprise attack, so nobody knew and the, and the saviors that they were going to be hit that day. So there was no time to run to know to know yeah. cover or bunker or nothing. So everybody was caught by surprise. They all should be around. Yeah, I you know there was that thing at the there later on in the episode where. <laughs> uh, um, Jerry, the the, the axe wielder, mm-hmm. he's he picks up the walkie-talkie, and they said something like, uh, "We're taking uh, we're taking like positive measures, stay low." So it sounds as if Negan's troops had absorbed some attack and were going to attack back. So you know, we don't know where those guys are and you know w- w- what they're doing. So it's almost sounded from that radio message as if. Negan's folks did know something was going to come. Well, I mean, if you think about, so do we know the timeline of this? Because, okay, let's go back to the finale of season seven when Rick and them were going to ambush them at the hilltop Mm -hmm. and all that stuff happened. And then Negan got away with his people. Do you think, depending on, that's probably like a whole day maybe, or maybe is it supposed to be the same day? I don't know. Uh, when they got know. back to when they got back home, Negan, would you uh-huh. think he would have said, "Okay, we're going to combat mode, so get all the women and children somewhere else, and let's start getting defensive positions together"? Yeah, or that's what I'd have done. Maybe he did took precautionary yeah. actions and he hired some of the uh, valuable access, uh, like um, uh, women and children. But the thing is, why is why was this little uh, baby? laying around yeah why wasn't she with whoever her family was well she was with her dad yeah my thing yeah and i i just and and then in that same vein then these guns they're looking for wouldn't he have moved those too exactly no no No, that's the thing they didn't find them yeah no and that's the thing because negan is not that you know he he He's smart. I don't yeah. think they're going to find any guns in there. He moved them. Right. I agree. I do too. And I, or at least, if, especially not knowing how many days, I'm assuming this will, let's just say this is the same 24 hour period or something. Then, right. well, would they have had the time to rally everybody, like all three communities in, in 24 hours? They had no, them rallied beforehand. Oh, from, okay. From last season. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, I think that what's going to happen is we're going to figure out where uh, Rick and Daryl are in an episode two from now. <laughs> mm-hmm. In other words, as they go on with the episodes, they're going to clarify what was actually happening in all these later episodes, which because I think all these questions were answered and are left kind of left open on purpose. Um, well. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. It's just it's just a little bit. I, I it's either that or I don't it. get it. <laughs> no, I think you're. I think you're 100 percent right because I think they're trying. This is what I think. They're trying to manufacture suspense. Yeah, yeah. they're oh, trying well to said. manufacture well the story yeah. and the fact yeah. that they're going to reveal things later. But the problem with that is, yeah. we're not stupid. <laughs> and you've tried this before and it didn't work, and now we don't trust you. Yeah. So right. 
you trying to do this again now is just fucking annoying. And yeah. all these, like the very first scene of where they showed a montage of all of their oh. faces and some some sort of distress or just you know whatever. And then yeah. at the very end, I know I'm skipping, but at the very end they had another montage of the same faces, but in a different. They're different, either right. smiling or not smiling or worried when they weren't worried before. And it's just like, yeah. really, I get you're trying to manufacture the suspense by not revealing all this stuff, but it's just stupid at this point because we don't trust that you're not going to do the whoop de doop on us like you did last time. Yeah, no, <laughs> I agree completely. It feels it feels like they're working too hard. Um, you know, you watch other shows and the suspense comes out of the acting and the, and the dialogue, not out of what you, you know, all these, as you said, manufacturing scene sequences that you don't necessarily understand. And you're trying to fill in the gaps. Um, I can see how they, like you said, that manufactures suspense, but at this point, I think, like you said, we experience it more (laughs) as annoyance than actual suspense. Mm -hmm. That is so true. And it's unfortunate because this show doesn't need that. I feel like the writers that they have mm. now or whoever is helming all like there's got to be a showrunner who's supposed to weave all the threads between mm-hmm. the different right. writers and directors because you have multiple directors and multiple writers in a season. Wow. And that showrunner yeah. is supposed to weave all these threads together to where they make sense. And whoever's well, that one dude, get it. who's doing it is not seeming to remember all of the threads that have been woven so far and making it make sense. We don't need that. Your story is good enough to where you don't have to manufacture suspense. It -hmm. comes from the action and us caring about these characters after this many seasons, even though we have a few, we'd like to see get bit or shot or whatever. (laughs) You know, you don't have to do this. So trust your own fucking show. Yeah. That's what I said in my feedback for the first episode is, this is not an art school project, right? <laughs> we, we don't have to have multiple timelines running at the same time. And I, I, I want to enjoy these characters and I want to understand what they're doing when they're doing them. So I have to go back and watch the whole season again to figure out every episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get I get the cleverness, but I don't enjoy it as much as I did, you know, the first three seasons, four or five seasons where everything just kind of happened. Mm-hmm. And you almost felt like you were watching a documentary. It just, you know, played out. And uh, like you said, this feels much more manufactured. Yeah. I mean, if you have like like, a, like the, the way that I that I saw this episode, I said, OK, this is a, a multiple attack on the same day by yeah. a large group that they just uh, break apart into different groups and they hitting this guy at one time in, in all the key places. I right. would like to see I would like to see how the attack goes on uh, Morgan's and uh, Jesus and Tara's team, Daryl and Rick's team and uh, maybe Aaron and Eric's team. That's it. I would like to see this, but don't be creating anything else that is not necessarily or that I don't need to see because it's just I don't care for it. I just want right. to see the the, the nitty gritty of the stuff, the meat and potatoes, and leave the other <laughs> the other the other garnish. Leave it aside. Yeah. Don't right. embellish. Unless it authentically builds suspense, right? Yes. <laughs> if it yes. authentically builds exactly. suspense, yeah, yeah. And then who didn't know? Who didn't see what happened coming when we get that first group that ambushes those random saviors? Oh. And you mm-hmm. see how they're positioned and they're shooting. Uh, Sasha's husband in real life, whatever his character's name is, the bald dude, mm. 
You see yeah. him just shooting indiscriminately over the hood of the car. And you're yeah. like, really? Right. So, I mean, who didn't see? And then all of a sudden, out of all these, all this time that we've been with um, Aaron and Eric, mm-hmm. you see Eric all of a sudden acting like a badass, trying to be a hero, trying to jump out and shoot. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, so we already know he's getting shot. Yeah. Okay. But this is the thing. This the thing. We don't know. And you know what? And I blame. I do blame the writers for not giving us enough insight into the character because we don't know Eric's personality. And to be honest to me, I always thought that he was soft, that he was meek, that he was useless and he couldn't do like a look. He sprained his ankle when when Eric (laughs) found the group and invited them to Alexandria. So this he's more more he's more like a housewife, very delicate flower. And now all of a sudden you have a you have a hybrid between uh I don't know, uh, Rambo and... and, and Anybody sitting in the middle of the apocalypse who makes fun of Daryl the first time they have dinner together, you know they're not going to last the apocalypse. (laughs) Remember the spaghetti dinner? Yes. It turned out to be that they can wield a weapon and they can shoot and they can be badass, especially... Well, I never doubted about Aaron. I I always thought that Aaron... Had uh, uh, his wits about him, and he's a strong. But Eric, yeah. that's kind of uncalled for. Yeah, I, I, when I watched it a second time, I thought a friend of his went down. Uh, I think a woman she he was did. next to or something yeah, got shot in the Francine, shoulder, Francine. or someone went down, and he was trying to provide that person some Francine. cover by yeah. going over to another place. Uh, one thing I will give him credit for is. Um, everybody took cover. You know, I'm so tired of seeing these shows where people are shooting and they just stand up in the middle of the hall and they stand up and they just shoot at people, right? I and mean, they, they just took cover. they never shot either. No. And the cool thing about why they took cover is because all they had to do was pin those people down, kill a few of them, and then now they that, resurrect and take care. That was pretty cool. That was smart. Now, I'm with you on that. That didn't occur to me at the moment. Until no, me either. But I was like, okay, that's smart. Okay, yeah. I was thinking. See, that's yeah. the kind of shit I like to see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shoot them, let them turn, and they will take yeah. care of themselves. Now, when the when the when the shut up woman, right, when she got bit by the zombie, did it look like? I mean, that zombie just came around her. Fake. Yeah. She just stood there and looked at. Yeah, it. she I mean, just she looked at fight. it. I guess she must have been shocked or something. I didn't get what that yeah, was all it was- about. It was confusing because they sh- they they show first a um a black dude that was uh, shot and he was turning because you can right. see his eyes were already turned and then all of a sudden these other these other uh, zombie walks uh, um out of nowhere so I guess it, it gives you the impression that it would have been the first zombie that they show you that it's the one that is going to attack her but this one came out of the left field completely yeah. like a blind spot. Yeah. You don't right. see him, but I guess he was previously shot, and yeah. um, he just got her. Um, I think her name was Mary. She was just she was not so tough then. No, she I just kind of froze. I the think. problem with that scene wasn't her; it was the way they directed it. Mm. I think because I, that could be, or maybe the way yeah. they edited it because it mm-hmm. just, there was too much space in between. Yeah, her looking at the one, like you said, the black zombie on the ground. Mm-hmm. And then this other mm-hmm. zombie is the one who bit her yep. right. around the corner. 
and she actually looked at it and then it came around the corner. So they should have had her just like focused on that one zombie going, Oh shit, this is what they really were trying to do. And then right. they'd come and snatch her up or bite her. But they had her actually yeah. kind of look over at it and she's like, didn't even struggle really that hard. No, it was, it was kind of I mean, weird. This chick, like, it, you introduce us to this woman and she's fussing with this man and she's telling yeah, him yeah. what to do. Obviously she ain't got no problem directing Mm-hmm. These right. rowdy ass men that are part of the savior, so she would be tough. Right. And you mean to tell me all she's gonna do is kind of feebly push this zombie yeah. away? No, she would have tried to kick it, bite it, run something. Yeah. But and I understand not- being caught by surprise and, and 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 the surprise of it, and you weren't expecting it, and it was totally caught you out of the blue. But and and not too long ago, she was saying they're they're chicken shit. Uh, let's just let's just keep pushing them back. They're not gonna get to us. And then the next scene, she's getting bit and doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you couldn't. She couldn't have gotten that position in Saviors. Um, Unless she were pretty competent, and all throughout the episode, she was she knew what she was doing, and killer clearly had her wits about her. So, and she I have was a leader. it was either mm-hmm. yeah, it was either some weird okay, let's have this character and show her flip and freak out in one episode, you know, yeah. or like you said, some sort of directing thing. But I, 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 I did I didn't I found it to be kind of flawed that part. You know. Yeah, I agree with you a lot. I gotta start talking about things I liked because I did like the episode. <laughs> I think I think that's the kind of stuff that happens when you want to do a lot in one episode and you yeah. just wanted to to to. I I understand you want to make it look good. Oh yes, let's do this, let's do that. But guess what? Yeah. When you when you set up to do a lot of things, you're gonna mess up one, two, or three because yeah. you have a lot on your plate. Concentrate on the on the, what is meaning, what is like a meaningful, what is important, what is uh, uh, a specific and, and don't try to to bite more than you can chew. Right. Yeah. And exactly. see if and I I actually kinda like the way that they did that where they didn't reveal it right away what the purpose of them right. doing it. But what what also didn't make sense in that is that they could have like I see that they were trying to keep people from running away so they were shooting mm-hmm. constantly I'm thinking they have this many bullets to keep shooting like constantly Yeah, it would have been no, different if they would have of- said like shoot 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 like do a little burst of shooting to keep people from running off and you're like right. oh why are they doing it that way why aren't they trying to advance and it wasn't until that mm. particular scene when she was like how come they're not advancing how come they're not trying to oh shit i know why because yeah. it's about to turn and the no, other question is the other question is is speaking of ammunition is remember that they just hose down that building with bullets my question is where do those bullets came from if there are no more ammunition and then they go to the other side and they continue repeatedly shooting where are those uh, uh, bullets coming from Eugene is no longer with them I think the no. kingdom oh that okay that might be a possibility no. yeah well, well the way they're spending them it implies they know they have a lot <laughs> they're just oh, wait. wait 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 I just got it, it got to me remember when um um Rick and Michonne went on a honeymoon trip and they found this compound or place that had like a military weapons and all the military zombies were having. having oh, yeah, you're right. Mm. Yeah, From yeah. there. Got and it. They I answer, it all back. Yeah, I you're answered right. my own question. 
<laughs> thank you, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you, because I forgot. <sighs> yeah, yeah, you're working hard over there. Keep <laughs> 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 Yeah, so I, I need another cup of coffee like if I'm going to work that hard. I know. Shoot, I need some too. <laughs> there were just, to me, just a, honestly, in this episode, there was only just a couple of things that made you go, huh? The rest was, <laughs> yeah. you know, believable, and it was more action-packed and exciting. Although I'm not, I don't have to have a lot of action to make it a good episode. Right. I still like when they have a calmer episode where it's just dialogue and talking, because I like that inner relationship between mm-hmm. the characters mm-hmm. right but um this was a decent episode just those few things that kind of make you go well i can't give it a 10 you know yeah yeah i, I liked more character things uh in the episode i mean the action you know you had to figure out where you were what's going on where but uh i think that the next scene was the jerry in in the woods when he hacked that zombie in half and uh and uh, Ezekiel asked him what befell this creature, and Jerry just smiled, <laughs> and he says, "No, I mean before you." I thought that, that, that I kind of like that stuff out of this episode. I really like Jerry. There is yeah. a lot of speculations about that, but you know what? Even though even though I read the comic books and I know what it's to come ahead, I I kind of begin to start departing from that mentality because having witnessed. 11 episodes on TV and uh, 172 or 73 issues in comic books, um, they have changed a lot of the stories from the books to adapt them into the uh, screen. They have switched a lot of things. So I am not going to stand by those stories anymore. And I'm going to forget about the comic book realm mm. and concentrate in the TV screen because they're doing something totally different. Even though they borrow things from there, it's not, it, it does, it ends up not looking or right. being the same, but mm-hmm. I think that zombie that the the uh, zombie Scotty referred to, um, the odd looking one, it, it looked kind of weird. It looked like a you know when you take a mask. Mm-hmm. So and if that's the case, yeah, it looked I know like where his you're face going. was melting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, where yeah. is that? Where is she going with it? Because I don't know. Because I don't. She's read going that. to stuff in the comic books. Yeah, it looks like that's... a suit though. Yeah, happens later. Oh, okay. yeah. Now, Which is really, really good, by the way. I'll just leave it at that, and we'll say nothing else. Were y'all before we get to the woods? Were y'all confused about that scene with Jerry and King and Carol, where you know they get up from that explosion from last episode, mm-hmm. and they're fighting off these zombies, and then all of a sudden Carol says, "Hey, did you see where he went?" And I'm like, "He who? I didn't see no people. I just saw." I zombies. don't know. <laughs> And I was like, well, who's she talking about? Yeah, I was confused. I'm like, who? I never saw no guy. I didn't see nobody either. I first, I don't remember seeing a guy, but I, but I got the sense that he was someone who was escaping. Yeah. Uh, that they were, but I, I don't remember the details. Obviously. But I was aware that they were looking for him. To yeah, me, to me, they were following a ghost until Shiva got a hold of him and just mauled his yeah. face. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. But other than that, I'm like, I never saw nobody making a run for it. No. I don't remember nobody, you know. Now they showed us the blood, I think, on a leaf or something at some point. And I think what they did is he told his guys, 
go let the tiger loose on this guy. <laughs> yeah. What they did, yeah. And the tiger found him. I, I think that's what happened. This, yeah. They're at that shopping center area, whatever they're at, like a, um, mm. like a little mm-hmm. clinic or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're trying to shoot and kill all these zombies. And all of a sudden, you're like, what the hell? And that's when King Ezekiel's doing his speech about, hey, we'll get him. Don't worry about it. And he yeah, tells right. that guy to go. Right. And Carol's worried about him going to warn the others. And King Ezekiel, yeah. which I still like, I just, the, the hair is just killing me. <laughs> but I'm like, really? In the Atlanta heat, you got all them clothes on. Well, this big ass head of hair. And same you thing ain't with sweating. Michonne. Yeah. Same thing with Michonne. Yes, in Atlanta. In Atlanta. <laughs> Uh, Where the humidity is crazy. Wow. Better Having than never me. had dreads, I don't have an opinion. So <laughs> Better them than me. Anytime you have a lot of hair that goes over your neck, I it's hear. hot. Yeah. No, no. Absolutely. It's hot. But anyway, so yeah, I'm just confused. That's another to me miss. Like, okay, who you could have at least shown the back of a dude running a sign. Right. Right. There isn't enough budget to hire an extra for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they you would know, probably I, have people volunteering to be extras on this show at this point. Yeah. I would. I, I think these are all writing decisions, you know. I think they're just sitting around thinking, all right, how much are we going to have to make this audience think? And how much how much of a puzzle do we want to create? And how much are they going to enjoy, you know, trying to put all these pieces together? And uh, so they do stuff like that. And um for some people it works and for some people, you know, it just doesn't. Well, you know what? If I have to say um, something, I if I have to uh, cut things out, I would not have done that scene at all because to me it was a waste of time. First of all, there was no target to be followed. I, we never see the person, even though it was implied. Yeah. But yeah. in my opinion, I would never have ha- have done that scene and I would have uh, Ezekiel and his group uh, go concentrate in, in, in another section of a, of a compound or whatnot. Right. I, I don't know. It's just my opinion. No. Well, I mean, look at how much, I mean, they are asking for a lot of work. I mean, you, you know, you can't, you look back to last season and, re, you know, remembering all those bullets they found and yeah. we got to put that into the context, you know, six or four four, six episodes later to, you know, have it work. And and I get that, you know, a lot of people like to do that in the writing of these things now. Um, but you're right. You, it's not really, there's no real clear what their mission was. And then when they get that phone message, that radio message from Negan's group was obviously, you know, uh, radioing to that guy who got eaten. Um, mm-hmm. You're not sure how to experience that line either. And so mm-hmm. that means that that line's not going to make sense for another four or five episodes. Or yeah, because the thing is, are you going to tell me that he's the only one who got away? There could have been other guys that also got away. Why are you specifically targeting this particular dude? Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm sure some, you know, some episodes from now, Unless I'm just not working hard enough from past episodes. Some episode from now, all that dialogue will make sense. Will make sense. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think so. I hope so. Because they're so lackadaisically walking through the woods, too. It's just yeah. like, ah, we'll, yeah. we'll catch them. Whatever. Maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah. not. 
but the, the the dialogue between Carol and uh, Ezekiel was was fun, you know. Yeah. The whole thing about why are you smiling and um, you know, <laughs> I, I got, we got to say the line of the episode was definitely uh, "fake it till you make it." Baby. Yeah. I mean, yeah, come on. I, like I, I think I googled "fake it till you make it" YouTube to see how many pop songs that ever had that title. Uh, <laughs> oh I found God. a couple. <laughs> And and on the funny thing is the faces because in the beginning she, after he gave her the speech, um, and he's all confident after the explosion and yes we're gonna get him and he walks away, um, all, all triumphant and and Carol's just giving that look like oh my god oh, this guy yeah and, uh, yeah but then later on at the end of the episode when they actually caught the guy you see her smiling with her cookie like a. You want a cookie? Do you, do you remember yeah, the yeah. smile that she gave people when she offered the cookie? That's the same smile she reprised again. And, and Stickel is looking yeah. at her like, I told you, I told you. So yeah. <laughs> that's the right? face of like, this guy's just too much. And she's just going along with it because otherwise she will go nuts. <laughs> no, I, I think you're right. And I think in the end, you know, I, I really liked that line, fake it till you make it. Because um, he's a leader and he's got to sell hope. And, you know, if his people see him feeling hopeless and he's the leader, uh, they start to doubt themselves and they don't go into their actions with as much conviction. Uh, So I I thought that was kind of cute because Carol, I mean, they've been trying to sell Carol as a as a leader, but Mm -hmm. she's not that kind of leader that, you know, is going to fake it till you make it. (laughs) She's going to stay honest and depressive. And uh, and that's not inspiring. Yep. I was going to say, she's not going to inspire people to give up their livelihoods for. Right. In the heat of the moment in the battle, in the heat of the moment in the battle, she's a badass and I'll follow her. Right. But when it comes to getting everybody from the point where everybody's safe, yeah, um, mm-hmm. that's that's not where she starts her leadership. No, no. Now, um, do you think it's interesting that she hasn't revealed that because he's she's the only one that knows about King Ezekiel that she hasn't revealed what she knows about him that he's faking. Oh, I, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I, I'm sure everyone assumes they know he's not a king, and that yeah. that's probably not the speech he had before the apocalypse. I, what I think they're doing well with the kingdom is they're just they're they're just going with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you know, they, most people they don't really want to do what he's doing. They just want to be comfortable and safe. And so, as long as exactly. things stay so comfortable and exactly. safe, they'll buy whatever he says. Not uh, everybody wants to lead. Um, no. There are people that are just followers, and as long as they have uh, a strong, reliable leader or somebody that looks like that and provides and keep you safe and warm and cozy, they're just going to follow and they play along because, you know, you right. just lost civilization. The world, the world, the entire world went to shit. What else is left <laughs> for us? So they're just going to yeah. embrace the, this this new illusion. They're just going to take this um, kingdom um, uh, mentality because it were mm-hmm. better times, you know. So we we all know yeah. that's not the reality, but that's what we have. So we're going to embrace it, and we're going to um, you know live here. Yeah. Exactly. I can't fake it till we make it, baby. Yeah, if you fake it till you make it. But I think I think Ezekiel gave them a good illusion because him himself, he used to be, he told Carol, he used to do community theater. So right, he was right. an actor. 
So he took these fantasy world kings and knights and kingdoms and everybody working together for the commonwealth. And that's what he adapted. And I think in a way it's a good thing because the world is not a pretty place right now. And people have just degenerated to the point of savages. That they're just trying to keep a semblance of humanity in there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and by him being so over the top in the things he says, it just lets them deal with their daily lives. Exactly. You know, they just do what they do, and then, you know, whatever they do in the kingdom, they just do it. And uh, they don't have to worry about who the leader is. They don't have to worry about a lot of politics. Um, yeah. They've got to they've got do what they do to survive. Got to do mm-hmm. what they got to do. So another part that I was a little confused about or wanted to get y'all's opinion on is back to wherever the fuck. Um, <laughs> sorry, Rick <laughs> and Daryl are whatever yeah. kind of building that is, or wherever right. the heck that is. They decide mm-hmm. to go separate, which you know is never good, and right. um, to go try to find these damn guns. And they figure that going into the higher floors would probably be the best place to hide because they'd have a vantage point for defense and all of that. Of that. So then Daryl, they show Daryl going through this little corridor through these doors and he ends up in this room that's got some handcuffs on a bar and then a plate with a half eaten sandwich and some, a drink, or a cup of whatever. And I he looks was- at it for a minute and I was thinking, okay, what do you think that's supposed to signify? Are they trying to, well, I'll, what do y'all think? In the in the beginning, I thought it was like um um somebody else. It's being kept in there, like the way that he was kept, being fed um um alpo food and uh, all that kind of stuff. Because mm-hmm. I think that can is not a can of soda. That was a can of dog food. Mm-hmm. I I think so. It was a can of dog food. Um, but now we see blood on the on uh, on the floor where the handcuffs are dangling. So is this person a dead, alive, uh, a wounded, mangled? What? Where is it? It, rem- it, it reminded him of it the time that he was captured. Yeah, I, th- I I wouldn't be surprised if it was one of those rooms, right? If they were sort of in the area where 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 Dara was held, and in the area where Sasha was held, and. All I can say is I was I was just glad they didn't start playing that stupid song on the, on the record player. <laughs> oh <again>. yeah, <laughs> I was expecting to start hearing Easy that Street. Song again. <laughs> Easy, Easy Street. Street. That's what it was. Damn. Yeah. No. Yeah. I instantly thought of Merle. That too. And I was thinking, are they trying to make us and Daryl really think about his brother? Mm-hmm. Because. Mm. Even though there wasn't food, but his brother was handcuffed to the roof in the very first mm. episode of the whole thing. And then right. to get away, he had to cut his own hand off. And apparently someone has done the same because there's blood near it. And But what? why have that same imagery there? And then you're right. It does have the same, like, the, the cans of food and the plate. And the, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I'm wondering but- what that meant while they took the time to put that in there. Well, another thing that I started noticing since the first episode, Mercy, 
Um, I don't know if this is something that they're doing just because it's the hundred episode and they are celebrating anniversary and they sort of are going back to basic and giving you all these Easter eggs and all those callbacks mm-hmm. from from yeah. previous yeah. seasons. So that might right. be it, and it's not nothing in that we need to read too much into it. It was just a callback from a previous whatever season it was. That's true. Yeah, I think I actually heard them say something like that in um in uh, Talking Dead, something about uh, filling, uh, I don't know if it was just the first episode of the season or the whole season, filling it with, you know, like you said, with, callbacks, yes. references to the earlier earlier shows. But you know what? I think they love to do that kind of stuff. Why? Because they get the kicks out of it and they know that we <laughs> go all crazy and speculating oh, yeah. and building conspiracy theories around yeah. these things that actually meant <laughs> nothing. Yeah, yeah. Regardless of how exactly. much you may not like parts, we're still sitting here talking about it. So, so I mean, they they figured out that this is bigger than just what happens on TV on Sunday night, and yep. uh, and they're just having a lot of fun with it. Which is so, uh, is nice. No, it's just it's sometimes just it's a some, little heavy. Sometimes yeah. it's just a little too. For me, it's a little too heavy handed. Uh, mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know where to put the camera. Uh, you know how to create multiple timelines. I get it. Um, Let's move. <laughs> yeah, let's keep, let's it moving. Going. keep it moving. Keep it moving. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know you. You get it. Oh, learn. You learn. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, maybe not. Let's do that one more time. So no, it's no. Like, it's like you mentioned with the slow mos at the beginning, right? And um, then you do I... the slow mos at the end, and it's like remember everybody who's in this show. It's like I won't forget them. I've been watching for hundreds of. Um, Well, going back to what uh, Sister um, uh, Sister Kerr was saying about the um, the the location, I think when you are um, when you are going to um, introduce a new location in cases like what the first two um, episodes or the second episode, um, so people don't get confused. At least create some kind of established. A shot of the place or like I like the idea of that map or list that Rick had in his hand and it has things written in it so at least Mm -hmm. something to say what the name of the compound is or what is it that we're looking at because it creates so much confusion and uh, I really don't know what place is that now that's a good point because he did take out his map but I don't remember what he was crossing out or if it said what the next list thing on the list was. Mm-hmm. All right, so I've, yeah, I froze it, this. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It says something like, um, it was like, like a description of the uh, important floors or, or places in that particular area. And you can see like the diagram of uh, where to go to. And then it says like a place to a storage or a new beginnings or expansions. Some families might be some because because it goes so fast that you can barely read what it says in there, but it has notes and those things will tell you um, directions to let you know where you at or what yeah. is it that you're looking at. Yeah, I, f- I froze the screen, and I think it said something at the top, like the heavy guns are in Shepherd's something. And at the moment, I wrote it down, and I can't find it. But I think so. I'm racking my brain. Shepherd, Shepherd, Shepherd. No, 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 no. That's Firefly. That's not Firefly. Yeah, that's Shepherd. Not yeah. Where, where was Shepherd? What? I've never heard of Shepherd before. And then no. by that time, 20 words have gone by, and blah, 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 blah. 
Yeah. So I looked at that napkin and I, you know, Yam, you got a lot more out of it than I did. Um, but if it was talking about families, I think they are kind of in where Negan lives. Yeah. Right. If they're talking about families, then I, I think they're talking about Negan's, I would Negan's guess. special peeps. Yeah, no. I would guess so. And, and that's where we Dwight find the baby. Yeah, right. and that's where the baby yeah. is. Because Rick, right. Rick, um, after Daryl sees the handcuffs and stuff, then we see Rick going down this long ass hall, which actually was a pretty cool shot that they got because it was dark and him walking up in the it shadows. Was. I like it that. Was. You know, that scene with Daryl, um, when he opens the door and he looks in there and, you know, as long as if we actually thought that that was the place where he had been kept, um, I think they were trying for something that didn't work for me when I watched it. But it's the idea of, you know, when you see this place where you went through this trauma and now you're not in that trauma anymore, but you're back at that place. Mm-hmm. There's just this weird psychological state mm-hmm. I suspect you go through, right? Mm-hmm. Some bizarre memory sequence or something. And for some reason, when I watched that scene, I didn't get that at all. You know, thinking about it later, it seems like that may be what they're after. But uh, if I'd have been a little clearer about where they were, then I may have had that response, yeah. uh, you know, when I saw the room. I think mm-hmm. Morgan, of course, they showed Morgan going through that where he was obviously having flashes back to yeah. conversations yeah. with Rick about how we can't. Yeah take any chances yeah. we gotta get them before they get us and yes yes and so while he's yeah. doing all that shooting up of people he's flashing back to all those conversations and stuff about you leave one alive and that's the person that's going to come back in a month and get us you know mm-hmm. clear mode clear <laughs> clear yeah exactly that'll be on the video game <laughs> yeah yep so back to Morgan. rick um walking down that dark hall and he gets to this room um, with this big ass gun and um, gets jumped by a guy. Yeah. Yeah. And as they're fighting, he gets a headlock on the dude and he's asking him where the guns are. Where are the M2s? Mm-hmm. And the guy says, No guns. Yeah. Gracie. And Gracie, yes. And you're like, Okay, what? So, <laughs> so then, of course, right. Rick gets the dude, kills him. I mean, I mean, he just jacks yeah. that dude up. Yeah. Hard way to go. Hard way to go. Because he's getting choked yeah. out, and then he gets stabbed through the chest on yeah. that rack yeah. thing. And that's when I heard the gunshot in the background. Yes, during those That's scenes. when I heard small arms fire going on in the background, yeah. So after he kills the guy, and he goes and starts investigating the other rooms that the guy was trying to keep him from, that's when we see the baby. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, first of all, I was like, oh, such a cute baby. <laughs> one thing that I, um, one thing that I noticed, it's like, because, uh, you know, you get the mentality that, oh, yeah, we're attacking these people because they're bad, they're evil, they're doing bad things. But then when you get to their place and you find a baby, you just realize and you can actually see it in, on Rick's face. He's not there to kill babies. Because he looked right. at the baby and then he looked himself in the mirror and he made this disgusting face like, I am not here to, to, to kill this child. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. now and now he understood what the, the man was saying when he said Gracie because you see the name in there. And the funny thing is that this girl is sleeping through all that ruckus that is going outside. I yeah. envy her. 
<laughs> I know well, that. Yeah. <laughs> Babies can sleep through anything, little bitty one. Right. And she's little bitty, like fresh born. Right. Like a couple months old. Yeah. yeah but and I think they got Rick looking, um, looking in the mirror, thinking, I, "I just killed this kid's dad." Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So now we got another kid who's. Um, and I think one of the reasons you got the whole Jesus, uh, Tara not knowing what to do is because usually in warfare, you got an army and mm-hmm. the armies fight the armies. But mm-hmm. there's little difference between armies and civilians in this case. And so it's, mm-hmm. you know, all these all these different contradictions keep popping up in terms of who's like you said, yeah, who's who's a good guy, who's a bad guy. And uh, so they have all these people have all these conflicts, uh, you know, just to. Make it clear, you know, this isn't a regular war with soldiers. These are civilians, basically, yeah, fighting each other. fighting each other for <clears throat> yeah. their place mm-hmm. in this new world. Right. And what do you do when, really, when we should, as humans, all be banded together, we have to yeah. fight each other, we should be fighting these damn zombies. <clears throat> well, that yeah, that's the way the... Um, um, the world turned out to be um, in an apocalypse. So, you know, everybody revert to their um, to their most uh, primal um, um, uh, parts of life. You know, because they think that that's what they have to do in order to to keep on surviving. They just shut off their uh, humanity. But I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm going to be going ahead of myself here. But going back to Baby Gracie, something called my attention though. When we look into that crib and we see this cute little angel bundle up and they're sleeping and then on the corner there is a familiar object. That's the bunny. That if you think of that uh, dream sequence of that uh, fast forward the dream that we saw in the first episode in Mercy with old man Rick. You see the little girl turning on the corner oh. screaming, Daddy! She's holding this same. Yes! And people thought oh. in the beginning, Oh, look, you, you, the baby, you, the, this yes. so big. Oh, yeah. did. oh I didn't but, even, That's good, Gam. Look at Gam working hard over that's there. That's good, Gam. <laughs> you are so <laughs> right. We did all well, assume that fantastic. that was baby Judith, but it yeah. could be yeah, this no, baby. Well girl. done. Exactly, because the thing is, the baby Judith is right now, what, one, uh, one maybe, or oh, two years? No, Judith has got to be good for. A good, because because if we're taking it on the present time, the all these attacks, the, the whole world is going on, maybe Judith is maybe like one, one and a half. Now, if the time jump we saw, it's like, a, what, five years Six mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. yeah, and, yeah. That's a good point because then it, it shows that Rick feels bad about killing the girl's dad. Mm-hmm. For and he's Rick, gonna raise her. For yeah. Rick, for Rick to look that beat up, at least, at least have to be past yeah. years because he's thinning his hair. He's all like a loosing hair on the top. Yeah. So let's see, we're in between five, six to ten years. That Judith will be like what? What a teenager? Well, no, if it's she will be in her like eight, eight or seven. nine, yeah, yeah. But this little girl was so she's like five or six, six yeah. That is not Judith, and the damn bunny tells me that is not Judith. <laughs> and I'm gonna <laughs> well done, no, yeah, I, I'm with you on that well one because yeah, I did, I noticed that little bunny, but I didn't remember about the last week's flash. 
and right. so, and so cleverly they don't name her. They don't call her by no name. Yeah. He just said daddy and yeah. he doesn't say right. Judith or anything else. Now what I want to know. I don't know even is... see you think. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. Zombie Scotty, go. I was going to say you don't even see who the little girl's saying daddy to, do you? So we may be led to think it's Rick and therefore we're thinking Rick's going to live forever and they're setting us up. I'm just saying she says daddy, but I don't know if they show who it was. Maybe they did show who he was, who she was saying it to. Yeah, to Rick. I just Rick, remember an image of her. I think it was her. Rick because oh. he, was cause he walked well, up okay. to her and then she was talking go. about um, that big, what was it that they were building outside? You turned the alarm on me and, and then uh, um, um, no, she was, he was telling me, Sean, you turn the alarm off and she's like, I think you can use some more sleep. And then we see Carl, like a very briefly passing yes, by, yes. uh, saying, yeah, we all played hooky today. And he said, all we right. all, and we then all, some kind of celebration. Cause outside they're making like a little big, uh, owl. Yes. The owl. Yeah. <laughs> the big mm. owl. Mm-hmm. Well, so what I was going to say, too, is why is it that Rick's the one that's raising her? Because they got a bunch of people. Um, well. Because he found her? He, or? Feels he killed her dad. Yeah. Uh, he feels responsible. Okay, yeah, yeah. He feels that he owes Tell her that's that. that's what we assume happened, right? Yeah. It had to be her dad. Because he yeah. had keys. I, I think he had the door locked. Mm-hmm. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good one. So I'm glad that you saw that because I show didn't. I didn't know that. missed that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of like that weird looking at things that nobody else does. <laughs> <laughs> so then he just kind of leaves the baby at the moment, I guess, because he's got to still figure out if there's anybody else in there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as he goes through. And this is another one that. I think is we can chalk up to a throwback Easter egg to the first season because then Rick comes across this other dude who gets the jump on him basically. And as Rick Mm -hmm. is, and then, and wait, and the other thing that's freaky is he says, Hey Rick, he knows Rick. Mm-hmm. Oh, but he saw the photo. But did, did you notice that before that happened, Rick was looking around and he notices the picture. Mm-hmm. So he takes the picture and he says, it cannot be or something like that. Like he recognizes the dude in the photo. And yes. then we hear and the voice. We hear. Hey, Rick. I'm and, like, oh. Yes. And then Rick yeah, says, yeah. I know you. Morales mm-hmm. from Atlanta. Yep, Atlanta. And I'm like, oh, shit, it is. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Now, that is yep. a definite throwback. Okay, well, mm. now I can admit that at this moment, I did went a fully 16-year-old girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then he tells But that's him. also cool because this guy that he knew before, you know, he's actually, he's actually making a life for himself with Negan's group, right? So it right. made him, I mean, we've got Negan and his whole group pegged as bad guys. Um, but um, there are people that are just trying to get by as well. And he says that was a long time ago. In other yeah. words, yeah. I've had to do what I've had to do and you ain't going to fuck it up. 
Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's the thing. That's the thing. We And I remember back in the first season, everybody kept asking, well, what happened to Morales' family? What happened to Morales? Where did it go? Did they made it? Everybody wanted because that right. was kind of left up in the air. Mm-hmm. And then to right. have him seven seasons later come yeah. back. Yeah. And and he's not coming back as a prodigal son. He's coming back as a badass guy. Savior. What happened to him? Right. And he's called the saviors back. Yeah. Right. It's over. They're coming. And I got you. Right. Oh. Well, that's an interesting thing, too. Called the saviors back from where? Right. We don't even know where they are. So, you know, you hear that and then you hear that radio uh, on the walkie talkie. You know, we're taking positive action. Stay low. It just seems to me like Megan's guys may have been doing their own plan, and mm. but they re but they reorganize now, given what's going on, and they're coming, you know, back. So anyway, yeah, yeah that that's a good point because he does say I called them back. So did they leave mm-hmm. on purpose in order to kind of throw a trap around Rickenham, or or no, they that could trying yeah. to um, go and? help the other satellite location yeah. with whatever was going on. That's what I thought. I, I thought, okay, well, if they got hit by surprise, once they got the wits about them and they finally radio the other people and find out they're under attack, they went to sort of a kind of reinforce them. So they left that compound and left uh, maybe Morales and uh, uh, Gracie's um, daddy's yeah. in charge. And, they didn't know that they were going to be there. And Rick right. and Daryl went there, but Rick found uh, Gracie's daddy and Morales. So mm-hmm. now they call him them back. Okay, Rick is here. Because this is not just anybody. It's Rick. So I yeah. bet you that when Morales says, hey, yo, Rick is here. Hey, it's Rick. We all coming back. So, look, I'm going to ask a question. If I just finally caught up, was, so, was the whole purpose of Rick's mission to actually just get their guns, right? To, yeah. in other words, set up these distractions so that he and Daryl could go get the guns, set up this, uh, set up the attack on the outpost so that Negan's men would take off towards the outpost, uh, pin those people down so they couldn't help Morales and whoever. And it, it just sounds like maybe really what they were just trying to do was get all their guns. Just mm-hmm. an idea. I have no idea. I think it's a twofold thing. I think they wanted to kill up the savers because they realized that they'll never be free. Yeah, yeah. You know, quote unquote free, but then mm-hmm. also get their stash of weapons so they can't fight yeah. back. Right. That's twofold. I thought like it like I thought that the the mission was to kill Megan and the saviors and get the guns. But my problem my, my question then is if we kill Megan, we're getting rid of a problem. Why do we need guns for then? Against all them other uh, fools. I, it, yeah, and you know, uh, the idea of taking Negan alive, I mean, no. the only problem, if that's Rick's thing, and I'm not going to say it's not, but if that's his thing, the only problem with that strategy is how many of your people are you going to let die? Yeah. So you can take yes. one other guy alive. I mean, you know, in warfare, right. man, your job is to bring your people home. Not and to a, give up a bunch of your people for one other person. It's just not, you know. And according to him, he didn't say, didn't he say it in the beginning of the first, of the, of the attack in the first um, episode, he says, we're going to complete this mission and we're not going to lose anyone. Well, let, take yeah. a look how many people you already lost. Right. Yeah. By right. not shooting yeah, that yeah. fool first. And yeah, and me and even scratched. You know? And then shooting out the windows so that everybody knows you're there. I mean, <laughs> Right. Yeah, I'll stop. 
<laughs> no, no, I think it's a valid point because, I mean, it's a valid point only because of the way they set this shit up in the first episode where they didn't shoot his ass when he walked out the door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was your mission I, then, Rick? If it wasn't to I kill him. Uh, like I think when they were shooting all those wind. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Like seriously, in, in with old jokes aside. Maybe not kill him, but if I, if it was me, if I was Rick, I would have been so pissed. I want to kill your ass, but you know what? I'm not going to kill you, but I'm going to let you know that I was this close to kill you. So I am just going to cap you on the arm, on the leg, on whatever side, but you will have something to remember me by. Mm-hmm. But he didn't do anything. He didn't. No, no. And and honestly, I, I don't think you can do that with somebody like Negan. I mean, what more do you need to know that he's not one like Jesus is talking about that other fool? And I would have kept the other fool anyway after I got loose from him. Mm. But because yeah, I... he, first of all, Negan bashed in two people's yeah, exactly. heads that were giving up. Yeah. They were all defenseless at that point. They were all kneeling yeah. on the ground. Nobody had weapons. Yeah, so if you right. wanted to take them captive and make them do your shit, you could have. But you wanted right. to make an example and make them afraid of you, so he bashed in Abraham and um, Glenn's yeah. heads. Glenn. Then he's killed up some people since then. So yep. what makes you think that you can keep him alive if that was your aim? That, and then that's what pisses me off about Jesus's whole reaction to that fool in the closet. And I like Tara's comment, which they didn't really linger on too much, but I loved her comment when she says, okay, we'll do it your way for now. And then when we get back to Rick, he'll, he'll do it his way, which is to kill mm-hmm. this fool because your way yeah. is not going to be the way because this fool is going to try every chance he gets to get one over on us. And we'll have to, yep. con- con- you know, constantly keep an eye out on this fool. And this, and yep. I see the point of all those guys in that shed at the very end. If they're surrendering, what do you do? That's something that you have to figure out. Okay, are we going to take these people prisoners and just assume they're never going to come back on our ass? What? Because you can't. Well, you know, you're making a really good point. You should have had that all sorted out ahead of time. Yeah. Right, because you should have known that you're, you know, if you're going to go door to door, you're going to run into some people that don't have guns. Blah blah blah. What do you do with them? And sorry, but Rick or whoever's in charge should have had that figured out um, because yep. it's going to happen. I think Rick did have it figured out. He was just going <laughs> to shoot him. <laughs> yeah. Which you know we've had issues with Rick before with this. I mean, Rick's not. Uh, this is what and. This is a good segue, Zombie Scotty, to the conversation we had at this WizardCon panel that actually y'all had that was so good about villains in that. And you had. Well, but y'all, anyway, (laughs) well, you know. Anyway. But the great points that y'all were making was that the way that, you know, back in the day when we had good versus evil, it was all black and white, really easy to tell and delineate who was good and who was bad. And in this show, we've had this conversation for years about Rick and like Morgan too. They're teetering on that edge. Which one's really evil? Because from the savior's point of view, they came and snuck up and killed them and they sleep. Ain't nobody was battling then that day. So who's really evil and who's really good here? And that's the question I think Jesus is trying to figure out. Okay. We're in this battle, but these people don't have, they're not battling. So what are we going to do with these people? Yeah, I think the, I think the, uh, you know, at large, this show is just kind of this huge 
thought experiment on what would you do? And, you know, all these other characters, the characters they put in these tough spots are, you know, opportunities for us to ask, what would we do? Um, it's just, uh, uh, if you're, if you're going to take people in, into battle, you're supposed to make sure they come home and you, they need to be prepared to do what, what are we going to do with people who surrender? That, that they all needs to be sorted out ahead of time. Um, and, uh, well, keep going, but <laughs> I, I <think laughs> that was one of my I major agree. problems. My, my thing is, okay, um, uh, like um, um, uh, you said, that we used to see things in black and white, but um, there definitely are gray areas, and those gray areas are now coming into place in this new world. But the thing right. is, if you have a group like the Saviors, you normally join or affiliate with a group uh, because of their uh, um, um, vision of core values or whatnot. Um, uh, Rick's group is all about surviving of the people, keeping his people safe. Uh, the right. saviors are, you know, living in harmony, keeping his people safe and 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 and, 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 um, and in peace. But what is the core value or the motto of the saviors? Like, uh, seriously, what do they stand for? Because I don't think they do anything like. It's everything like uh, I'm going to abuse the other people, I'm going to oppress the other people, and I'm going to take from them because I don't want to produce anything or I want to produce the minimum. So if you agree with those views and you side with them, you should be treated in, in the same way. Now, I'm not going to say that everybody that is affiliated with the saviors is like them 100%. There might right. be people in there that they're weak that they can't fend from themselves, or they they don't have that much of of, of, of right. self confidence. Of the saviors was the first group they came across, and they joined yep. that. So, like, so think, then, how do you? Oh, so kind well, of. I, so, in the vein of Eugene, then, how do you? you know, Man, Eugene. Because okay, so <laughs> let's let's play devil's advocate then. Eugene, okay. he goes with whoever is going to keep him safe. Whoever is in the power, let's say, quote unquote. Eugene is a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> because because I think he was he had a good. A good life in Alexandria. The people like them, like him. People protected him through all his lies. People put up with him. People uh, uh, embrace him as family. And then at the first, at the first sign of 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 adversity, he pee his pants. He turned his back on these people, and he just ran away with Negan because he was afraid of Negan. Well, he, but he didn't he, run away. He got taken. Yeah, but, uh, but he, you didn't, can be he didn't try to leave either, though, when when Sasha and um, what's her name came over to get him. You know what, sister? No. He just he just he just comfortably roll roll it over and. and yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. No, no, yeah. No. no, he's a straight up. He's a straight up coward. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of his role in the show to just show what a what a real coward was like. He doesn't even really struggle with those decisions, does he? No. I mean, he just does what he needs to do to stay safe at that moment. And uh, so, you know, he's the he's just the token total coward. Um, I, I want to comment on the on the thing about what I you know 
what I do like about what they're doing is you've got this place called the Kingdom with Ezekiel, who's just this total, you know, for the most part, happy guy, positive leader, trying to bring the best out of his people. And people got lucky and <laughs> met up with them. And then you got Negan, who's a total jerk. But he's the first group people came across, right? So they got stuck working with him. And I don't know that they've had the chance to look, you know, the chance to, first of all, recognize that there were other places to go. And then actually, you know, go to those, go to those other places. So for, you know, when I look at it, like, you know, 80, 80% of the people in all these places are just keeping their head down and doing what they're, you know, what they're told to keep alive and, and yep. and the real war is between all the leaders who are you know trying to trying to bring out the best in people or trying to trying to bring out the worst in them and uh, <clears throat> so guys like you know Rick are kind of at a disadvantage because they're trying to in Ezekiel they're they're trying to keep people alive and bring out the best in them and Negan just doesn't care he'll just kill them right so you're always <laughs> when you're trying to make people better you're almost more vulnerable when the bullets start flying because you really care about people and i think and i think what makes these people different is like um it's what what were you what were you before the apocalypse uh rick was a sheriff deputy uh ezekiel was a uh uh, part-time actor and he worked as a caretaker in um zoo right um who was Negan? Some people said that he was a coach. And normally, usually, high school coach or any type of coach, they're all jocks. So yeah. that's what he yeah. is now. Right. Yeah. Then you see that playing out, you know, in the way he uh, manages people. Yeah. Manages them through uh, fear, not fear. by uplifting right. them. Yep. Absolutely. Right. Yep. So you know? true. Wow. Good discussion. No, I love yeah, it. I know. We, we the- went all deep. That's the good. That's the thing that I love. Yeah, we did. That's the thing, though, about this show. You, you can go deep, and I love that they kind of bring those discussions up. It's just that the Absolutely. way sometimes that they get there is just annoying as fuck. Well, that's what's so frustrating. You know, the first yeah. three to five seasons, it was usually pretty straightforward, and then you argued about the, what the, the choices the characters were making. You didn't really struggle to figure out what the hell they were doing and yeah. where they were yeah. and what was going on. And now it's like not only they got to, you know, keep up with the characters' problems, I got to keep up with my own problems about where yeah. I think they are. And, and that for me, that's not as satisfying. Um you know, in the first three seasons, it was do we kill zombies or not? And, you know, then suddenly do we kill people? And now mm-hmm. it's do we go to war? That, that's that's a scale up. It's a natural scale up. And I don't need the art project to make it interesting. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. Um, You know, Tara and Jesus is a conversation two people would have in that situation. We're going to shoot them or not. Yeah. Exactly. People have those conversations in those moments and just let that play out. Um, yeah. I don't I don't need the Doctor Who time warp thing to. And that would have been a great conversation for Jesus because he hasn't been with them the whole time. Neither has Tara, but Tara kind of more so because she was with the governor. So she's a good case of where someone could change. They were affiliated with someone who's evil, but because of fear and they didn't realize how evil he really was. They really didn't. That's right. the difference with him. These people know Negan's fucked up. They lived through him being <laughs> fucked up and they're just, right. you know, so that would be a good conversation, especially between her and Jesus, because he hasn't experienced the same shit they have. 
No, so that no. He, doesn't re- he hasn't been through where they've let someone live and they later come back and try to kill him. Right. Like no. with the Terminus guy or whatever. So that would have, yeah, that's a great conversation. It's just the way that they did it. And even yeah. after all of that and, you know, that prenatal vitamin bottle that mm-hmm. Tara was looking at. <laughs> right. And then the guy was like, oh, yeah, yeah, blah, blah. And then when he snatches up Jesus and thinks he's winning, he stomps on it and says, yeah, that bitch is going to die, too. And her baby, yeah. too. Now, after uh-huh. all that, Jesus, you still talk about let's save this fool? Yeah, that, I think that was just That's uh, the part that too you much. Just go, okay, can we cap this one but keep the rest of? I mean, come on. No, it, it, it's a really good point because it's almost like Jesus is a baby Rick, right? I mean, uh, he's <laughs> he's finally in a situation where he's trying to figure out if he's got to kill someone. I and mean, he goes, no, let's let's time all up, you know, let's the, save the, them all. And, the thing you know, is, three. Go ahead. If at this, if if up to this point Jesus was having some sort of a doubt about this guy by by him taking this action the action of smashing those vitamins yeah he's telling you i don't care about the life of a pregnant woman and an unborn child he's showing you his true colors why why didn't you make your final decision and i made my decision so you ain't worth the 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 rope to breathe the air Yeah. yeah so and got away with it. No, he still wants to. Oh, but you know, y'all shut up. <laughs> yeah, no, he's faking it. <laughs> he's faking it till he makes it that he's a good guy, right? I mean, uh, right. he's just not been in that position. Uh, uh, you know, Jesus is, he's kind of a warrior, you know, but in the show, we've not seen, I don't remember <laughs> you know, a whole lot of. That's a good point. Say, keep going, Zombie Scotty. Go ahead. No, 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 no. No, I'm just saying that this is his. You know, he's behind Rick in the learning curve. I mean, three or four seasons from now, if he's still around, he's going to say, kill them all. Right? You know yes. what I'm saying? I mean, three or four, after, after, like Gam said, after he's seen someone that he trusted kills one of his own people, he's going to say, no, nah, just kill them all. But that, you got to learn that stuff, and uh, you'll stop faking it at some point and thinking that he's a good guy, right? It is not difficult. The guy even confessed, and the funny thing is that he's confessing <laughs> left and right. Nobody is pressuring him to confess. He says, oh, you know how difficult it is to self-piss your pants yourself on purpose? Yes. Oh, it's like your dick knows you have a pants. He's telling you that he created all this masquerade for you guys, and you still yeah. think that he's good? I'm just yeah. a little surprised Tara didn't cap him. <laughs> I, I know. Mean, I right? am too. I mean, she, she just, just didn't just bam, do it. done, move on. Well, but <clears throat> you said yeah, something yeah. that reminded me, Zombie Scotty, about <clears throat> Jesus that has been bothering me. And I just it just triggered me when you yeah. said that. We met Jesus and he was a badass. Okay? Right. We met him and yeah. yes, he was a happy or not happy, but, you know, he wasn't evil because he didn't try to kill Rick and Daryl. He just wanted right. to steal their truck. Right, so he even now you make some have, good points. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this isn't his character. Yes, that he would not want to immediately kill someone, but this is the big but. We saw that he was a bad as they tied that motherfucker up by the side of the road. They drove off, which I was so annoyed with that episode. <laughs> they drove off, and this fool's on the roof of the truck about to yep. snatch it. So obviously he's got some skills. They have yep. not allowed Jesus to show his skills. They have not. They just relegated that character to this now yep. whiny 
Morgan Jr. person that yeah. gets on my fucking nerves. And I'm like, okay, I get that well, he's not in the same place as Rick, but he obviously right. has come from a place where he's had to learn how to scrap and do. So you, yeah. from that yeah, history, you need to have a little bit more depth to you than just being like well we just you know they're not shooting at a I don't know it's just something in there that's no I think you're right. absolutely right honestly I think they should have had someone older play the character um because this guy looks like he's 15 I mean uh, <laughs> yeah. 15 yeah. with a beard and if in the Jesus character if he's going to tell Maggie not to kill someone he's going to tell her calmly or excuse me if he's going to tell Kara not to shoot someone he's going to say it calmly with a mm-hmm. few words, mm-hmm. because he's been there before. Yep. This this character is being treated like he's not been there before, and you're absolutely yeah. right. He was much more of a badass earlier, and now he's just a naive arm infantry guy, right? That's how they're um, making him so, feel. No, I, I could see him saying, that's not what we do. Just nice and calmly, you know? Yeah. And she would be persuaded with his calmness, Morgan and they Jr. move on. <laughs> Morgan, Jr. Morgan Jr. with a with a with a with a side but, of trick. But you know yeah, what? Exactly. I could see but it would make more what's the word? It would make more I would believe it more right. if it would if it was done that way because obviously that means he's been so when he says he there there's no weapon, they're surrendering. We're in a war, we don't kill people who are surrendering. Give us that weight behind the words that lets us know he's exactly. been there he's been in yep. a real you know like a real quote unquote war where you yep. have two soldier groups of soldiers fighting and you know that when there's yep. an innocent person you try your best not to shoot them because you're shoot yep. you're fighting with the enemy that's established no. and there they don't have that for some reason he doesn't have that because they haven't no. given us that depth of his character. They've just let all of that shit go that we met in the first time we saw him go yeah. by the wayside. Yeah. And they haven't yeah. ever brought that back. And then that little throw off, you know, last season, was it? That they throw off that he's gay. And mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. they let that go by the wayside, too. Bring something yeah. of that into his. Bring Give us more than just these throw off offhand pieces right. to his character if he's going to be this moral compass of the <laughs> war of the of the fight no you so make a good point because the, the lines were there right yeah, yeah but, the lines were there so it's the directing and how they made him say those lines because he sounded like he was on a high school debate right come on like a whiny kid with their hands in the air it's like no stand up straight with gravitas oh, and say yes. this is not what we gravitas. do you know is the like fact that and then and then he has um telling uh Tara like I'm gonna tell Maggie and Tara says okay you tell Maggie well I'm telling Rick and he will listen I'm like oh here we go that's come so on kids stop the fight so true <laughs> yeah 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 so that's why it's just he's annoying. a good actor just, he is yeah, good yeah. but it's just annoying though I think yeah. that actor could have still pulled it off to despite his youthful appearance it's just that they're not totally either the people who are directing don't feel that well of course obviously don't feel that way but i feel like sometimes the people that they have directing don't watch the rest of the show or or when you're trying to do so many things like i said direct do a special effect and do this and that you missed a lot of things and that's the problem no that that, because the thing is that's what this show is all about who are you going to kill who are you not going to kill who's a killer who's not a killer 
And so those scenes, they got to feel real. <laughs> and, you know, if they if they just feel like a high school debate, um, you just kind of move on. So true. Uh-oh, there's Popo, right? Yep. No, that's ambulance. Oh, that's a different sounding ambulance. Mm-hmm. Sounds like he's running out of gas. I know. It's like, wow. <laughs> All right. Yeah, because it depends if it's a private company or if it's a, a, a state of police or whatnot. Yeah, they all have their own different things. Oh, gotcha. So, yeah, that's well, I'm hoping they don't linger on that bullshit for long. Or else they, know, no, he needs to be I more of a know. badass. Okay, or, now my question not, to- I don't mind him protesting against shooting them folks. But do it because that's not the rules of war or, you know, for some, do it for another reason besides we just don't do that. Well, shit, dude, we don't do a lot of shit we used to not do. Right, so I'm trying to think of an actor who could, who's an actor who could say that, don't do that. And the audience feel like, oh, yeah, we shouldn't do that. (laughs) Right, I'm thinking like The Rock, right? (laughs) No, really, like Dwayne Johnson, right? He looks at her and he says, hey, you know, we don't do that. Hey, okay, let's move on, you know. But, yeah. you know, um, you just got to gotta be directed the right way. And it doesn't sound like any of it came from experience. And you're, that line from him, I just kind of like, what? Huh? Yeah. Why are we? Oh, this is a written argument. <laughs> it, it, like, it, you know. A very poorly <laughs> one, too. Um, my, my question is, okay, now that we are in a subject of uh, capturing people, not killing them and whatnot, my thing is, they got all these nice bouquet of prisoners now because that's what they are. Where are they going to store all these people that mm-hmm. they just make prisoners? Because obviously they're going to take them with them. They're not going to leave them in there. So where are you going to take them back? To Alexandria? Where are you going to store these fine citizens? In that little prison? <laughs> in that little well, prison see. the Morgan built? They're not going to fit oh, all no. in there. The one no. that the name see. got out of? No, um, see um, Jesus? No. Um, um, uh, who was it that got out of that one? That one nasty teeth. Uh, oh, yuck. The wolf. wolf. Wolf, yeah. Oh, my Lord. No, because see, there's a lot of people. Yeah, that's why they need to have a Game of Thrones kind of introduction where they show you where all the different places yeah. are. So, you can yeah. so, I mean, one good thing about that, one good thing about the show is no one has airplanes, you know, no one has an overhead view. So we don't have an overhead view because they don't. And I, I've always thought that's kind of cool. I did see something in the previews, and I, I don't know if anybody knows. I mean, it's in the previews. I see them. Mm-hmm. They're marching them down a road. Yeah, yeah. I but I don't that know too. where they're taking them. Well, there's a lot of people marching. So that means yeah, that, yeah. that those are the prisoners. Where are they going to take right. it? But but unless something like a like a, a freak of nature accident miraculously happened, like a bunch of zombies come rolling down the hill or something, they get attacking. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people get eaten. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know. Because other than that, where are they going to keep all those people in Alexandria? Yeah. That's a good oh, point. Okay. Can we just talk for a second about that whole capture the bunch of people scene? Because yeah. this was another this was another argument between Jesus and Tara, right? And uh, he said something like, "Don't shoot till they shoot." <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what are you? You're going to let one of your people be killed? So anyway, the door opens. It's one dude, right? And they say, "Drop your gun." So he puts a gun down, and then he says that these guys were surrounded, and these guys come around the corner with their guns up. 
Hmm. No, no, what? No, that's not how the world works. You say, put your, throw your guns out now or put your yeah, guns down and point. come out from behind the corner. I yeah, mean, yeah, and yeah. then they had their guns up for a good two or three seconds around oh. the corner. Hell no. So that could be the director saying, well, these are just naive people who don't know how to fight. I don't know, man. They got a gun. They're behind a wall. <laughs> I'm saying, put that damn gun out in front. But let me see it. Jump all your guns out and then come out with your yeah, hands up. Yeah, that's a good point because they could have just started spraying and nobody would Of course. Would have been. It was just, just kind of silly. I don't know. The, uh, I, but again, it could have been writing. They could have thought these guys don't really know what they're doing. You know, they've not been here before. They're all nervous. And or they just want to get to the mistakes. point where they give up. You there know, you go. And we don't yeah, care yeah. how they do it. Come out with the guns and everything. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, so because- the question is. You're right. Where are they going to put all these people and how long are you going to keep them locked up? Because they're not like, I mean, you can't, I mean, I guess you could lock them up indefinitely, no. but I mean, are you going to have someone to police these people forever? What do you, how are you, what you no. going to do? Mr. Okay. That's going to be are another military. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. If go ahead. you, if you, okay. Now, now we are stepping into another realm. These people consume yep. Because you're gonna keep them, you're gonna deprive them of their uh, the privilege of their freedom. Yeah. But you still have to give them food. You still have to give them shelter. Yes. You still have to. So that is a lot of mouths to feed. So why keep them? <laughs> well, that. <laughs> well, that. There's a lot. <laughs> Yams like, let's get it on. Let's get rid of them. Well, you got enough ammunition to shoot up windows, right? (laughs) I mean, yeah, really. (laughs) I mean, you was going to shoot them before. I think they're going to milk that one too, right? I wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be this four or five episode march back somewhere and someone's going to get tired and pop cap in someone, one of the prisoners, and then they're going to argue about should they do it, and then some of the prisoners are going to fight, and some are going to get killed, and the whole tension, like you're mentioning, Yam, of but they're going to, they're going to have those arguments, they're going to cause us food, blah, blah, blah. that whole thing's going to play out yeah. until they get wherever they get, and, you know, all that's being used to, you know, put the characters under this, who you killed, not killed pressure. Um, you know, as long as they write it, spun, you know, like it feels spontaneous, I'll watch it, but you know, if it feels like a high school debate, um, yeah, you know, it's just kind of silly. I don't know. This 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 is a different world. Like we don't have a lot of things that we used to have in a normal world. Uh, so yeah. it, so um, institutions and uh, federal prisons and that kind of stuff don't don't work well. Look what happened to the prison right. in, in 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 Atlanta. Um, this yeah. thing is that you have when you when you're gonna execute it, a plan like this, you have to see it through. Uh, all the faces, beginning, middle, and end, mm-hmm. and the outcome that you want. If you're going to ask for surrender, these people, you need to re okay, you need to keep these people contained somewhere. Then you will have to, I don't know, see rehabilitation, see who wants to turn their life around, who wants to continue in the path of evilness or whatnot. And since right. we don't have time for that, that's in, we are at war, and at war, catch, casualties occur. Let them all be casualties is a war and that's it too bad i'm sorry if i'm i'm i am i am i am sounding like a, a, to, a total mess but no no i mean hey that's i feel well, like that would be um a lot of people's thoughts right i mean and honestly that's what we were talking about when the wolves came around 
how are you going to rehabilitate these people that have been Mm -hmm. able to do all of this for so long? I mean, yes, uh, many of them may have been there just because they were trying to preserve their own existence. But then how do you trust that that's not what they're going to try to do to your ass, you know, later? Yeah. Now, I mean, that's a situation in any war as well, right? Because when you take prisoners, you usually put them in a POW camp. You got to feed them. Uh, some countries do a better job of that than others. Um, you know, these issues play out anytime people pull out guns and yeah, in numbers and yeah. kill them all or take survivors. And um, yeah, it's, I mean, they're going to they're going to get mm-hmm. mileage out of this, I'm sure. Um, I I just hope they, like I said, just let it feel spontaneous and not time warped and fabricated, yeah, yeah. manufactured, as you said. Yeah. Unless they all. They round them all up and send them like I sentence you to go live with the JDs and the band of grunges and the dumpsters. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Go. That's the next group they need to go deal with. Shit, uh, <sighs> they need to go deal with her ass. Bangs, bangs. I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's a good idea. I don't know if the I don't know if the dumpsters can <laughs> have them though. They're gonna have to do something because you don't think they're gonna come back. At- up at some point, yeah, they'll come they're back like up at some they're point. like the Greyjoys. They don't re- they don't build. They <laughs> they snatch. Yeah, the Greyjoys dress better though. Yep. <laughs> yes, they do. That's so true. <laughs> it is a dilemma. Like seriously, it is a dilemma when you look at from this point of view. Okay, now we have all these prisoners. What are we going to do with them? Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think Rick's? Yeah. What do you think Rick's thinking? I mean, do you think Rick will be like, okay, we need to get rid of these prisoners, or will he be after his experience with Baby Gracie's daddy? Um, we need to. I think Rick's gonna. I think taking prisoners was part of the plan. Um, I, 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 I think Rick's gonna try to bring them back, and I think Rick's thinking now is the more humans, you know, the more non-zombie peoples we have, you know, the better chance we'll all have. And uh, I, I think he thinks that a lot of these people that are saviors are actually just the first group of people that found. They were unfortunate enough to get stuck in Negan's group. I, I think that's what Rick's thinking. Mm-hmm. And I think he oh, planned on taking prison. Knowing knowing uh, Rick's bleeding heart and the fact that he's opening his speech, <laughs> his opening speech, instead of shooting Negan, he addressed he addresses the lieutenants and yeah. he offers them a, a, a surrendering. That's of, right. Of, he did. Yes. So he will uh, yeah. agree and have these people. Do you want to switch to a better life and uh, be yeah. assimilated into a way of living or what? So I guess yeah. he will go for um, the prisoner's rehabilitation. But right now he have no head for that. He is in a big pickle, pickle that, that these people are right now because he has yeah. to deal with Morales and whoever is coming back. That's true. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And I had totally well, forgotten you know, about that. Um, offer to the lieutenants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I thought that what, what kind of struck me as odd in that those the speech that speeches they were giving uh, to inspire mm-hmm. their people to go to war. I have no, I understand the need for an inspiring speech, but to, to start saying weird stuff like "this is our world" and we're, "we've earned it," and that's just I don't yeah, get it. That's when you get into the crazy keep our land. shit together. 
No, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. It's like, no, we're going to defend ours. We're going to make, you know, create a place for ourselves. Mm-hmm. But this is our world. We deserve it. Oh, my God. That just gives me the creeps. And, 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 and check this out, that he, he sells. And this is one thing that I don't agree with, Rick. Like, okay, you have to be confident of the certain point, but you also have to be realistic. Yeah, you're going to rile the troops to go to, to, go to war, and you going expecting a winning but what if you don't win because take a look at what happened he said we're gonna win we won we won and look at what happened he got captured again yeah. <laughs> how many times do yeah. we have a time card a, 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 a punching card how many times can you get captured by the saviors get a free coffee if he's you get a free coffee <laughs> Free punch card. Five no. and you get one free. You know. Well Rick's Rick's that character that, you know, he's he's used to, you know, he was a he, I'm not gonna say he was a killer when the show started, but I mean he was a sheriff and he was, you know, authorized by the government to use violence under certain circumstances. So he's kind of a trained killer when it all started. But he's the guy that keeps trying to feel like, you know, you can make things the way they were before this all happened. And he gets you know, he just gets stuck you know, oscillating between being a killer and trying not to be one almost more violently than anyone else. I think he really has that struggle really because of his children though. Yes. Yes. I don't don't know if he would have had the same uh, conflict if he wasn't trying to raise Carl and then now Judith. Yeah. You know, that, that's a really good point. Yeah. That's a really good point. Cause you know, when you when you've got your kids, um, you, you experience staying alive much differently, I think, and probably even experience, you know, other people uh, differently. Yeah. And, and I will the, talk and about the movie Children of a, Men. What'd you say? <laughs> um, there's a really good movie called Children of Men with. Um, oh, oh, Clive Owen. Oh, yes. my God. Yeah. And yeah. That the movie great... is something. Yeah, there's that great scene in the middle where everybody hears the baby crying and they stop fighting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then they just walk the baby out of the building and everybody stops fighting. And then as soon as the baby's out of the distance, they all start fighting again. So the, you're, you're right. There is something about in his life where um, having Carl and Judith probably keeps him trying to make things better for everyone. I think it's just him trying to make a better life because he doesn't want his children to grow up in this war world. He wants a safe Mm -hmm. place for them and to, for them to have an actual childhood. And I remember, I think it was season like four or five that he was concerned about Carl's being so willing to kill people Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. or kill anything period. And he, him wanting Carl to always stay back. Yep. um, Not have a gun available because he was worried about him turning into mm. something other than what a right. teenage a boy should be, yeah. you know, but th- that's the mm-hmm. world. And I think he's, yeah. so I think that's maybe the scene, the new baby might, yeah. but you're right. He has he's very already... vulnerable to all that. Yeah. Right? Or Negan's not at all. Negan's not no. invulnerable to any of that no. crap. So, you know, he's going to kill anybody because he's not trying to make the world a better place at all. I, I don't <laughs> think Negan will kill babies though. Well, he did well, kill a sixteen-year-old kid. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You're right about that. Let me let me quit trying to make excuses for Negan. <laughs> Don't get caught defending Negan, all right? Like, Don't let me defend his butt. But I just remember his reaction when he did see Judith. It wasn't like, oh, right. even though she's Rick, let me kill her. Although he right. probably would have if it would have helped Rick get in line. So, right? You oh, know. Yeah, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So a lot of interesting mm-hmm. views on viewpoints on this. I, I'm interested. I will say this after this episode, and especially after our conversation, because y'all have enlightened me on some shit. Uh, I'm really a lot more excited about the third episode than I was before mm. to see kind of where they go yeah. with it and how, how right. that juxtaposition between prisoners and warriors and all of that hap- occurs from here. Yeah. I really think they're going to play that out for a long time. And yep. I won't say it again, as long as it's well-written, <laughs> yeah. it'll work. Right. Yeah. But it's just gotta I'm be, just... it's gotta be done well. I just want to know how Rick is going to get out of this because uh, obviously he has been captured again. And um, I want to know how he's going to get out of that. Oh, simple. Well, Daryl's going to come up at ahead. the, at the final moment. Yeah, and shoot him. <laughs> oh, Daryl knows Morales too. And Daryl, see, Daryl's still floating around that building. So at some point, he's going to come across right. Rick and them, depending on when these other yeah. people show back up. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised true. if Morales. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if they actually kind of save Morales, right? I mean, because they all did sort of. I mean, Rick came in late that first season, but uh, um, to their group, Darryl, yeah, yeah. But um, they were all good to each other, you know. They treated each other with respect and tried to help each other out. So I wouldn't be surprised if Morales kind of goes with them um, mm-hmm. at some point. We'll see. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. I, well, well, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Because he put a, Rick, a gun to Rick's face. So you think he's going to kill him for sure. <laughs> Rick's going to kill him for sure. But we'll see. All right. Well, I think we can probably get to some feedback at this point. Sounds awesome. So what we're going to do on our feedback is we're going to start with emails that we received, Sister Jay and I received last season. As you guys know, we did not finish the finale of season seven and we had a lot of great feedback. So we want to make sure that we cover all that feedback and let everyone have a chance to be heard about their opinions about the finale. So Mm -hmm. uh, just think back y'all on the finale and what we thought of it when we go through (coughs) these emails because we'll need to uh, say yay or nay if we agree with what they're thinking. And uh, then we'll get into our current feedback. (laughs) So we'll do a few. Uh, The first one we're going to do today is from Joseph from Las Vegas. Hey, Joseph. And he says, hashtag, (laughs) the subject line is funny. Hashtag save, sit to speak, walking dead podcast. (laughs) And I'm serious. (laughs) Laugh out loud. Because we already knew, Sister Jay was already talking about not doing it. Uh, So he Mm -hmm. says, hey, sisters, can't believe it's already the season finale and wish and hope that this isn't the last of the speak Walking Dead podcast. Just as what I was what I was feeling that hashtag during the live tweeting. Let's get started. He was using that hashtag during the live tweeting. One, Mm -hmm. Jadis. I couldn't believe she admitted that she wanted to get some Rick, some of Rick's D to sweeten the pot. Shaking my head. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a little bit startling. <laughs> You're living in a junkyard. You gotta be straightforward, right? <laughs> uh, no time. Especially with their group taking a better deal with the saviors. When she kept telling Rick to go down, I lost it. I just. <laughs> 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 I just... <laughs> I just had 
to tweet to Sister J that she needed some hooked on phonics in her life. Oh, God. <laughs> it was pretty funny seeing the trash people riding those garbage trucks, though. Yeah, that oh, was funny. Goodness. But annoying, too, mm. at the same time. Uh, number two, Sasha. In my opinion, I felt that her send-off was more, po- was more poetic than Tyrese's. Uh, yeah. Even though at the beginning, I felt like I was watching Inception for a good half of the episode <laughs> because of the way they kept yeah. changing locations where Sasha was in the episode. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a good point, because now that we see this, they have done this multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, again, yeah. It, 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 it's fine if you, if you enjoy it, right? But it, sometimes it doesn't work as well. I, that season finale when Sasha came out, that saved the season for me. So they could mess with time as much as they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was fantastic. I, 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 I like it. I didn't mind it. I think it's the thing that got me was we had the time forward, the time backwards with Abraham, and then the present mm-hmm. time. Right. So that was the only but, thing. It was a little bit much in one episode. That's another thing. Was that time that she was, was she imagining that or that did actually happen? I think the time it, with Abraham. I think, well, in my opinion, it actually happened. Oh. Yeah, that's stuff that they hadn't shown us before, I think. I yeah. think that was, in, I, I, well, yeah, because we didn't record the finale, but I think it actually happened. And that was the last time they were together before they went out and, mm-hmm. Negan, and Negan got them. Okay. That's what I, my opinion was. I can't, I can't remember. I'm with you. Yeah. I can't remember okay. now if there was anything in that scene where it was like fantastical or something. No, the mm. only fantastic thing was when she popped out of that casket already <laughs> awoke. She really, really took Negan aback with that. Yes. That was fantastic. It was great. Um, uh, three, the kingdom. I'm glad they were able to make it in time saving Rick and M. It was also pretty funny seeing both Carol and Morgan wearing the Knights of the Veil attire. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Four. Uh, season finale overall. Overall, I thought the season was okay. It is a shame they had to wait until the final episode to deliver a good episode. And, of course, the episodes that only featured our core group, which was pretty good, too. At least, Mm -hmm. yeah, because I remember last season was a lot of one-offs and a lot of with these people we don't care about. Mm -hmm. Um, At least they didn't do a stupid cliffhanger like last year. We'll see what happens next Uh. season. If somehow Negan gets defeated within the first two episodes, like with the Terminus people, I'll be happy. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that didn't happen. (laughs) Nope. I'm wondering if we'll even see Negan this episode or if they're going to skip it like they've, like they've done in the past. I hope not. I, I don't want to see him in this episode. But I but, just don't want to see him bending over backwards, lollygagging with his mouth for a long period of time. I just can't. Not anymore. The dipping and doing. I mean, I love the, the actor, you know. Yeah. But Lord have mercy. Just shoot him already, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that is something that he came up with or if it was something that was directed to him to do. But that added, that um, interpretation, like that dippity doobity thing, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't see. Right. It's just that I don't see the character doing that. Mm-hmm. So, so here's my theory. When you read the character in the comic book, he's saying F word 
all the time. Yes. So if what he's probably doing is bending his back a little further, further back every time he's supposed to be saying the F word in the comic because they, they just seem like they completely replaced that aspect of his character with this whole bouncing Dip around bouncing. kind of thing. I mean, he said stupid stuff and said that bold stuff, but um, he wasn't quite, it just seemed like he was, he's very poetic for an idiot. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, didn't seem to be quite as poetic uh, in the comic book. Um, uh, I love this actor, so please don't. It's not about him, but um, I'm just the, the whole prance and stuff is a little old. It is, but I don't want them to like skip four episodes, you know, two, three, four mm. episodes without going back to where's Negan and Father Gabriel and what's happening there. And they, you know, they've done that shit. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I, when you say that, it makes me start to think, oh, you know what they're going to do? They're going to start this whole Negan coming to Grace storyline, right? And they're going to try to do show you how think... ne- even Negan can come back, you know? So do, sorry, you guys, I mean... do you guys think that they might do like a, some inserts of Negan and Father Gabriel this episode? Or they're going to leave that for a later episode, let's say next Sunday? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean, they said they're going to bring Negan. They said, uh, didn't he say? No, he said I called the saviors back, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He didn't say he called Negan mm-hmm. back. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I really can't predict what they're going to do. I, I mean, they've really made Negan pretty. And I could be wrong in this, but they've made him pretty one dimensional. So, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if they're going to try to create some space in the story where. Maybe he changes when he's protecting his wives. <laughs> you know, I have, I have no idea. Um, but I just don't, I don't know. I don't know where they've got to go with him. He'll be around and he'll be mad and swinging and he's got time. He'll sway his body a bit. But I just don't <laughs> see what, I just don't, you know, they've not created a lot of space for him unless they're going to try to save him. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, right now, him and Gabriel are kicking it in on that um, trailer, and I want to know right. how they're going to get out of there. Yeah, yeah, right, all right. That's what you asked, and I went off on something else. I'm totally well, no, that's a, no, that's a, it's yeah, valid yeah. though because in order for us <laughs> to see what happened to them, we have to deal with all that fucking dipping and doing. Oh, so yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. They think that that's people like that shit apparently because he's still dude. Chilling. You're in charge, man. Buy some pants that fit. <laughs> <laughs> Get some pants that fit, brother. Lord oh, have mercy. Thank you. That's another good point that I'm wanted to bring up. Do you feel like if we had different? Now I need to go back and look. Maybe Yam, you know how many what? women have ever directed The Walking Dead or written oh, for God. The Walking Dead? Mm-hmm. Probably a handful over the last eight yeah. seasons. Yeah. So I wonder if, if they brought um, a woman in that might have a different view of something. Not that they're, uh, I don't know how to say it without yeah. being Where are you going with this? rude. <laughs> but, <laughs> without being too rude. But, you know, sometimes men don't see the things women see. Indeed. And, and I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't oh. remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. That was supposed to be a joke. There was one of those uh, uh, pivotal episodes of very important ones that it needed to be handled with uh, softness and uh, female touch. And they actually ha- had a um, 
like a female director. I don't remember the name of the episode now or the name of the director, but they have had female directors before. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it will be good if they start bringing them around more. I think so. <laughs> just go. because there's a different sensibility. Mm-hmm. You see things differently. Maybe what I would pay attention to in a character um, yeah. a man wouldn't even think about or I'm not going to say a man. These particular damn men obviously don't think about. And And, and (laughs) could that make a difference in how the story and the characters are being developed? And the thing I think is that the episode had also, it also had a lot of like uh, action stuff. And the fact that it was directed by a woman did not lose the impact on the action uh, portion of mm-hmm. it and it was well done i mean but it's just the whole the takeaway or the the essence of the the character of the episode was you can see the difference you know mm-hmm. so it will be good i'm gonna start paying attention to that um, me too and seeing if that if i feel like that's a different um feel to the show or a different no. tone it's to the you- show since you just mentioned it, what I'm going to do is I know that the first episode was directed by Nicotero. I'm going to go back and I'm going to put on my notes who directed the second one. And from now on, I'm going to start taking notes yeah. of who the director is. And at the end of the go. season, I want to compare just to see. Mm-hmm. Like your favorite episodes, who directed yes. and yes. and what was yeah, those the are tone of the, of the episode that maybe made you like it better or worse than another See if there's a pattern. No, that's interesting those, to see. I think the director really matters because then a whole Jesus Tara conversation we had, right? I mm-hmm. think the lines were there, <clears throat> but the way it was directed, uh, for me, blew it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so who the director is is going to completely matter. I, um, as a male, I'm not allowed to say anything about you know gender differences. So I don't. Just a joke. Yes, you but, can. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I. I I'll, I'll just leave it up to each director to have their own vision um, and um, leave it at that. Mm, I like it. I'm sorry. That was a dud. <laughs> no, I mean, I get it. I get it. I, you know, I know. Well, I mean, if you look at, if you look at Wonder Woman this summer, right? Directed by a woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic storyline. And she was a total badass and she killed the guy at the end of the movie. Sorry, spoiler. Um, I mean, you know, she did what any traditional male hero would do in the role, and she was being directed by a woman. So I don't, you know, I don't. The action was all still there, and 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 I would argue that something like Wonder Woman was a most much more what I would call emotionally coherent yeah. uh, yes. screenplay. The direction was, you know, the, their lines were there, and the people felt like they were spontaneously delivering them. Um, mm-hmm. It could be the case that that's more likely to come from a female director. I, I really don't know, but um, yeah, if it matters, they should take. If it matters, they should uh, they should pay attention. Well, surprisingly, sorry, uh, surprisingly, I just went on IMDb and I took a look at the second episode. It was directed by a female, oh. a Rosemary Rodriguez. Okay. Go Rosemary! Yep. There you go. Well, oh, she so, botched that Jesus. I, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do that here. And I mean, I, I know that the same, the same thing would, my same comment will apply that when you have these different directors who may or may not have watched the whole series, do they mm-hmm. really understand the true essence of a character when they come in 
to direct an episode or two? Do they have time mm. to go back and truly understand what we've seen of the character, not that what they've seen, because, you know, I know a lot of stuff gets put on the floor of the cutting room or yeah. why not translate to their history. What do they call that? The Bible of the show. Um, yeah. That, yeah. I, I mean, so yes, maybe they don't have is. time to go back and do that, but what is their pro that's what I would like to know their process and how do they get familiar? Cause if they're off directing other stuff, do they have time to really delve into who these characters are? And is that, where we see characters that right. are kind of doing stuff that we don't think is in their character to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be interesting. And the director determines what ends up in the can, right? I mean, yeah. Well, so the editor can only work with what the director put on film. So if, you know, if the director botches it, there's not much an editor can do unless they do it again, but they will try to use whatever they have yeah, whatever that they fits have. best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you don't story. have good... Yeah, yeah. It is... Um, you know, I'd be interested to, to know if they actually have any veterans working on the screenplay. Um, and, you know, if you're going to have veterans working, uh, you know, or at least working as consultants, you need people that are, you know... Uh, so infantry soldiers, you need people who are officers because officers and, and uh, corporals and privates have different roles to play. And so you've got different characters, you know, behaving more like, you know, captains and lieutenants and other characters behaving more like, you know, privates. It seems like some consulting from people who have actually had to do this would uh, be useful. I think that, w- that would be very interesting to know. Yeah. Just for the realism of what. Well, because Jesus would have said, that's not what we do. <laughs> if you're an experienced warrior, I'm just saying, all right, I won't use that one again. But, but I think that goes back to what we were saying about um, about the character, like uh, the personality of the character. The, the, yeah. the director knows how this character right. behave in the arc and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But now the thing is, that falls i think on the the writers if they have been writing this show for eight seasons by now they should know this these characters very well in and out but have the the writers all been doing that yeah so would you would you think that this is not how we do things is a thing that jesus will say if if it were said a certain way um um, I mean, the whole, the whole. I mean, I think there would have been a much more of a sense of urgency because you know they are in the middle of a fight, and this is just one dude. Um, Jesus would have kept his head. He would have told him, "Get on your knees, get now." And then he would have tied him up in the back and shut the door and locked him in the closet <laughs> if he's going to keep him alive uh, and just move on, so they can come back and get him later. I mean, there are ways they could have done that. I think. That would have spoke to his experience as a you know as, as, mm-hmm. as someone who's been in these been in uh, been in combat and 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 just made it kind of for me just sort of believable, um, cons- like you said, consistent with the character, someone who's been in this kind of space before and isn't suddenly surprised that they found someone who yeah who's not, doesn't have a gun yeah who's, who's obviously <laughs> oh my gosh. To fight back what are we gonna do <laughs> no no no. Okay, so to go on with Joseph's uh, email, he says, really hope this isn't the last of the speak Walking Dead. It's not. Just a little different. Anyways, if it is, is, it sure has been a great ride. Although I wish the ride wasn't halting. 
Also, I do have some bits of the best of, so to speak, Walking Dead, but I've been busy in school to have any time to work on it. I also wish I was going to the family reunion this year. Remember, this is back in April. Right. <laughs> but I'll be in the hospital doing my clinical hours until July 14th. Have fun, fam, to those who are able to attend. I recommend to possibly host a Facebook Live on Sister J's iPad or laptop or something. <laughs> Talk to you guys later. Joseph from Las Vegas. And then he has a P.S., which if this was Sister J, she'd be like, Joseph. <laughs> she always yeah, got yeah. on him for his PSs. Um, uh-huh. This is a very short voicemail and it's his PS. So let me go ahead and play that and then we'll discuss. Okay. That someone portrayed Jesus before the third one. <laughs> Did I miss one? No, there were three. Times. There were three. There were three of them. All right. So yeah. All right. that goes back to I think it was um, Game of Thrones, or maybe it was Walking Dead when Joseph was home. <laughs> he went to visit the Philippines and he sent a voicemail. Oh. There was a rooster crowing in the background. And we just fell out laughing because we kept hearing this rooster. And that rooster was, I'm like, well, damn, does he stop? Does he just keep crowing? Or what do they do? (laughs) Thank you, Joseph. Love it. That That was was a a good one, Joseph. Joseph. That was a very clear rooster, too. (laughs) Damn straight. Wake you up. Wake you up. (laughs) That is his job. Yep. (laughs) And apparently they just keep going. They don't stop. They just go throughout the day. I was like, really? Huh, okay. Yeah. It's Until annoying. they become breakfast. <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> sorry. Poor Brewster. <laughs> okay. Our next voicemail from back in the day is from Yolanda. And it's a voicemail as well. So let me go ahead and play that. Hello, ladies. I'm calling in regards to the Walking Dead finale. This is Yolanda from Atlanta. And I just want to say that I thought the finale was great. My bae Zeke came through with Shiva. And Sasha, even though I would miss Sonequa Marnie on the show, she went out like a boss. I'm looking forward to next season. Uh, The finale gives me high hopes. And I hope that Sister J can be convinced to at least tune in for the the first half of season eight. And uh, because the war's about to start, and I'm a comic book reader, so I know all the good stuff is about to really, really get crunk. So I'm looking forward to hearing more of your podcast. Again, I Mm. hope you return. And uh, Jadis and Eugene, they've got to go. Yes. (laughs) Thank you, Yolanda. Yeah. And I agree. They got to go. Actually, yeah. not so much well, Eugene as Father Gabriel for me. No. Hmm. hmm. Gabriel's got an arc, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he started off a coward. Not. I don't exactly remember. Oh, he was caught by Negan at the end of last year, right? No, he was caught um, by the trash people. Yeah. Okay. okay and they got him back when they decided to partner up. 
but yeah, even yeah, yeah, but even right. that he showed like a, he showed courage and colors and gumption yeah. over there. But the mm -hmm. thing is, um, like um, uh, Scotty says, um, uh, Father Gabriel has an arc. Where is Eugene's arc? I don't see his arc. He 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 was he he's, <laughs> he's a liar. A he's a coward and a liar and a liar, and um, he's still doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The thing is, they both got something to bring to the table. I mean, Eugene brings his technology, you know, his know-how about making bullets to the table, and um, and Gabriel brings the Lord. Right? I mean, there are scenes where he's actually, um, you know, comforting people through spiritual counsel. And if you're starting to try, you know, start a society over, that's not a bad skill to have around. I mean, he's a bit of a liability in a battle, but, you know, keep him in the rear. <clears throat> okay, well, but the making bullets, um, if he has a formula and, um, and uh, he has an apprentice, because I think Rosita saw him making the bullets. Um, right. It could be easy to make bullets. Somebody in a freaking yeah. hilltop, these guys are smiths over there. They can make right. bullets. That's true. So we just got rid of his uh, lying and deceiving <laughs> ass, yeah. keep Gabriel around, and move on. Can we get rid of both? Uh, well, I'm, not I'll tied to, I'm not tied to Eugene either, but no. I just got Father Gabriel. I just don't, even though he's had growth or whatever the hell, I still don't like him. I still don't like trust that he's going to have their backs when push comes to shove. And I think the mercy episode proved that he's not because he's still doing right. stupid shit. And he has yeah. a gun when Negan walks up. He could have just went bam, bam. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes you wonder why they're, and it, I mean, they're keeping certain characters around because they need to have more than five characters, but uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, sometimes it feels like they're force writing them. Right. Plus, and go ahead. Um, do we need? Okay, fine. Let me see. Which other black character do we have in there that is like a secondary <laughs> character? Because because we cannot leave the cast without no talking Negroes. So, <laughs> so if we want, if we want, if we want Gabriel gone, we need another brother to come and step in. Well, that's what Sasha's husband's doing. But he over the no. top of the damn roof of the car. He background. So stupid. He's still background. He yeah. hasn't been graduated. His his character ain't never gonna be one of the of of, of the one of the Rick and Ann. Main people. Yeah. I still so. don't think it should be Father Gabriel as the one either. He's not. He doesn't bring enough to the table for me. And all that bullshit last seat, uh, whatever the hell season it was. I think it was five, not mm. or six. Excuse me. Um, I. I I just don't trust his butt and even his little walking out and killing up that walker by himself and all that bullshit. I don't believe it. No. When Rick was leaving Judith with him, I was like, Oh, what the hell are you doing? No. I mean, no. you remember when we met this fool and I yeah. get people no. can change, but I just don't like that character at all. Well, he's another person. Just keep him in the rear and keep him away from the guns you. and knives. You know? you. Well, maybe he will go away now that Negan got him. You will never know. Maybe he's on the out on this season. The only thing that would yeah, be, make me be. like Negan at this moment is if he kills Father Gabriel <laughs> in that trailer. <laughs> That's <laughs> Or what well, he does get, is yeah. he pushes him out the door so the walkers get him so that he can run out the he other can, side. Yeah, yeah. You know? 
Yeah, I, I, I could I totally see him doing to see. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or using Gabriel as some kind of negotiating chip and forcing Rick to make a choice. And Rick says, you can have him. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But no, I but they already I'd be like, oh, you can keep his ass. We don't need him. But he yeah. already, because he already did something like that uh, with the trash people, remember? Oh, I so I was yeah, wondering yeah. why they yeah. was doing all that for then. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> pushed down in, <laughs> got pushed down in a nasty <laughs> trash pit over Father Damn fucking Gabriel. Yeah, you know, yeah, y'all. He's well, he's alive. He's one of those people that's only alive because of other people. I mean, you know, he's just one of those Eugene. people that, you know, they just wouldn't well, be there if it weren't for other people. And there are going to people. There are going to be people like that in the apocalypse, and mm-hmm. you know, they can but, cook food and they can serve food, and you know, they they, they got a role to play. Well, I think now he has proved himself a little bit more so he can survive on his own. He can defend himself and he can help fight. But I right. still haven't seen ever since. Remember the last the last time I saw Eugene taking arms was when the bunch of uh, um, uh, uh, walkers over overrun Alexandria that that right. was when um, I, uh, uh, Carl lost the eye and he started hacking and slashing um, uh, walkers left and right with the group. Other than mm-hmm. that, he hasn't he hasn't held a weapon to defend himself or help fight with others at all. Yeah, yeah. So he is a liability in a battle. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But there are toilets to be cleaned when the toilet's working out. There you, go. you know, there you go. There's stuff there's stuff to be done. Just get that shit That's done and right. we'll take care of the zombies. There you, know. you go. That's what I'm talking about. Oh my god. Thank you, Yolanda, for your voicemail. Um and then let's do one more from back in the day, and it is from Tammy, mm-hmm. aka Texas Tammy. Hi, Hi Tammy. Hey Tammy. Hey, Tammy. Hi, sisters and Sisters Speak Nation. I decided to send an email this time instead of do a voicemail. Plus, I'm in trouble for leaving two last time. And I'm on a Walking Dead rant that will likely get me read this time by the sisters <laughs> and the family. Oh, this must be long ass. To, <laughs> to the episode first, um, I loved it. This was a true cliffhanger where fans of the show have something to look forward to seeing next season. All Out War. Not as good as when they were in the trailers at Terminus and Rick said, they don't know who they messing with. Mm -hmm. But I cheered when Rick said his same speech about, I'm going to kill you, even when Negan was about to kill Carl. I loved it. Mm -hmm. And Negan looked scared, as he should have. It was a great full circle after this beatdown season. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I I was sad about losing Sasha, but because... We know too much as viewers. It was expected and not as emotionally impacting. With that being said, I think they did a good job of making it as poignant as possible in that atmosphere of everyone knowing she had another show. Mm-hmm. That's, see, that's a good mm-hmm. point, too. We know so much about their schedules that we know when they're about to leave. Yeah. <laughs> Loved I, the... I still think... Oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I, I thought they wrote the uh, the Sasha arc rather well. I mean... You know, she uh, she was in a prison. She had no way to she had made a decision about what she was going to do and she had no way to do it. She had to get Eugene to help her. And he did. Right. And uh, and she took care of, you know, she she took she went out on a way that she had planned. I 
I I thought that I felt that their art felt spontaneous. In other words, it didn't feel overwritten, and she was in a really crappy situation and and dealt with it the only way she could. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I thought that that was well done for me. That the Sasha arc saved the season, to be honest. I I was really I, I was really satisfied with um with her finale um on. Um, even though I knew that she has to go, and that's why um, she um, she was going to be killed off because she was going to start a new project, uh, and I hope that she she she's going to be there for a long long time and do great things too. But um, yeah, what I don't like uh, about that is that she gave she opened a door, especially for Eugene. You know, and that is when I get in my in my rant against uh, about Eugene that he sees people. People try to teach him or instill things in, on him and inspire him, and he just turns around and betray whatever the, the sacrifice the person did because what she did was a great sacrifice, and it was an example for him to show mm. him. Fight, you know, till the Mine. end. Fight, mm-hmm. and he's going to turn around and just simply take the easy way out. Yeah. No, I mean his cowardice sort of shows how much how heroic she is, right? Yeah. I mean, um, but you know, at least um, at least she took little Roy with her. <laughs> That's what she killed. She killed little Roy. Yeah. So I, I feel like you know Eugene, we can say has been true to his character the whole time. And even even though it's annoying as hell for us, out of yeah. all these heroic, quote-unquote heroic people that we see in the characters, I mean, um, right. the fact that he hasn't changed and stepped up, I think, is what's bothering people so much. Yeah. But I feel like right. that he's being true to the character that we've always known, especially after the reveal about the Abraham story and right. him knowing a cure and all of that, we really realize, oh, this fool has been playing and perpetrating yep. this whole time, yep. and he hasn't really changed. He hasn't grown. Nothing has changed for him in this new nope. apocalyptic world. He's a right. parasite. Yeah, so... No, that's... And yeah. I think that's and he was what, a parasite that... Like parasite, like a virus, he was smart enough to infect his host with something they thought would be useful. <laughs> yeah. And it never... <laughs> it hasn't proven, you know. It never has. Um, There'll be plenty of people like that in the apocalypse. They just won't be yes. as smart as him and be able to those are the ones that like will, can. Those are the people that will survive, most yeah. likely, because they'll be hiding behind all the other yep. brave people, you know? Hiding behind lies. and mm-hmm. yep. It is sad. That is sad. <laughs> yeah. uh, she goes on to say... Um, uh, let's see, where was I? Oh, here we go. Love the flashbacks with Abraham, and I didn't like their chemistry or believe his falling in love with her. Mm. Oh, okay. You didn't like that part. I love King Ezekiel and Shiva, Shiva, excuse me. And generally the fact that the survivors are ready to fight. Michonne got Mm -hmm. beat down. I wasn't sure she was still alive when they found her. That was brutal. Generally. Mm. Oh, that's a, you know what? That to me was total bullshit. (laughs) That Michonne (laughs) would get beat down so thoroughly that in the finale. Yeah, we don't know. Maybe um, um, was she fighting before that scene? Uh, I don't remember. Like, cause, cause I think it, if she was fighting before and she got tired, or she was uh, uh, already beaten up and wounded or whatever. No, they I don't weren't know. fighting. That remember that was when they were preparing 
for mm-hmm. the saviors to come to um, oh, Alexandria okay. and they were on that balcony and the other lady, the lady says, okay, I'll stay here on this balcony with you. So they mm-hmm. weren't fighting. They were just getting ready to start shooting because she was supposed to be the sniper. Yes. Or yes. Lookout yep. or something. And then all of a sudden this chick starts whooping her ass. Now I can see getting startled, you know, getting startled and getting yeah. that lady getting a few licks in. But that woman proceeded to kick her ass. And then the only yeah. only lick you see, the only time we see Michonne get the upper hand, the woman's dead. Like all of a sudden she's dead. Fell off the side of the, the bathroom. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so Excuse as me. bad as warrior and even though she didn't have her katana available to fight with mm. she's scrappy you're mean to tell me after all these years of scrapping she couldn't have put more licks in on that lady than that maybe she met her match yeah, those the moments yeah yeah it was one of those moments where you go really okay whatevs you just wanted yeah. michonne to be beat up <laughs> Michonne wins. What's the next question? Yeah. yeah. Why are we even having this scene? <laughs> Why are we even talking about it? Yeah. No. Uh, she says, no. um, generally, I am looking forward to season eight, but I do hope that they will start ending the show with finding a cure and building a new civilization. To mm. my rant, I would like for everyone everywhere who mm. hates the show to please stop watching it. It is going to hurt... <laughs> It is going to hurt my heart more than I can say for you, Sister J, to not be on this podcast next season, but I respect your choice. I respect it more than the so-called hate watchers who get on my last good nerve bashing the show. Just stop watching and stop podcasting because those of us who like the show do not enjoy listening to the bashing. Uh, Now, wait a minute now, uh, Tammy. (laughs) <laughs> okay let me read the rest of it then I'll say what I said believe, she says believe me I get it when I was a little girl many many moons ago the people doing soap operas knew how to realistically make a woman look pregnant they had no computers and weren't as advanced in makeup effects yet these, uh, yet these showrunners in the 21st century are too lazy or inept or both to give Maggie even the slightest baby bump it's annoying I get it Rosita was in the military, but instead of reminding the audience of that, the writers instead depicted Rosita as a hoe. I agree with Sister J, who slept with men to get various skills. I really do get it. But there is a fine line between criticism by a fan and you just need to move on and let it go, please. I feel like The Walking Dead bashing is adults' version of cool kids bullying nerds. Before I get cocoed, let me explain that I listen to many podcasts of The Walking Dead, but and it is brutal. I can hardly find a podcast that is truly for fans of the show. I still love the characters. I still love the premise. What happens to humans that have lost all their comforts? I am still curious. Will they figure this out? Can they rebuild? I am a fan. And when I'm no longer a fan, I will stop watching. Just another perspective. Texas Tammy. P.S. Will there now be two verbs for the super read? Cocoed and Tammied? I don't care. It was worth it to get that off my chest. Love y'all. Mm. Oh, gosh. Ooh, Texas Tammy. I'm just going to say one thing for you right now real quick. You ought to be glad that <laughs> Jay is no longer doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She'd have read your you ass up and down on that. Yeah. Mm. Uh- you know, I'm just going to say this. One of the reasons I love to listen to the podcast, when I was younger, my friends and I, we'd sit 
on the curb and talk or whatever. And we talked about people. We talked about shows. We talked about what we like. We talked about what we didn't like. The point is we were just together talking about something, right? Mm -hmm. And and the great thing about the podcast is that all these people were trashing, uh, but they're not real people. So it's completely safe to say crap about them there you know it's not like oh, did you hear what some guy said about daryl you're never gonna get in trouble for saying something about daryl he's, he's a fictional character so for me listening to the podcast is just you know having fun talking about silly decisions or good decisions that other people make and um so me i feel comfortable saying things i like and things i don't like it's just fun I think I I think I see where she's coming from um, because I'm I'm the kind of person that I'm, sometimes you know I can get like that I don't I'm I'm the kind of person that if I don't have the energy to do something I just don't do it Why do I keep going back to be self-flagellating myself or be or taking beatings uh, if I don't like something I just have the the upper hand and I just walk away and stop doing it or stop watching it or whatever I understand that mm -hmm. that her point of view but this is a thing that we are in a large community and in a large community that means that we're going to have different uh different types yeah. of opinions different kind of person and sadly some people are like that they like to co constantly uh talk about the same thing or rant about the same things because that is what it fuels them that's what they like that's how they get their kicks or whatever the reason might be so we have to take the good with the bad and um as part of a community and you know just deal with it and if we don't want to listen to it we will be the ones who okay i'm not listening to this podcast this day or i'm not reading this but don't be like oh well if you don't like a leave yeah because you know it's kind of eh. well you can do that we've done that before you know, with shows like Big Brother was one that I said, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. Not finishing mm -hmm. the season. And I say it, but I feel like, you know, there are times when we do hate watch shit. True Blood last season or the oh, season, we were hate watching that shit, but it was yeah. fun to hate watch it because we were talking so much shit. We were cracking mm -hmm. our own selves up. And to me, that was fun. And if anyone took that seriously, like we were wait. You know, if, if, if I feel like if you really cannot handle a podcast hate watching, then that's your choice to turn that podcast off, not yeah. for you to say for them to quit watching. <laughs> They're going to keep watching because that's their choice and it's your choice to keep listening. Same thing with this. There is going to be episodes where I am like, I cannot believe they did this. This is the mm -hmm. dumbest shit ever. That's just mm -hmm. how we have always been honest about our feelings about a show and I know that it probably irritates some people but oh well you know you could turn that part off or not or keep listening mm -hmm. past it until we get to a part that you do like or whatever that's just the We're same not talking with every about, piece yeah. of entertainment or literature or whatever that you read if it's not for you if it's not your cup of tea we mm -hmm. are so lucky to have a choice to whether we can continue to listen or watch or do whatever um, so well said. I, I Very take, well said. I understand your point because sometimes negativity, too much of it, it just bogs you down. Mm -hmm. But I'm more of the ilk that when I feel negatively about something, if I don't say it, I think this is because I'm getting older and crotchetier or whatever. Mm -hmm. If I don't mm -hmm. say it and how I feel, it, it 
I feel like I'm holding my personality back or something. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but well, it, it, a piece I mean, of myself like, back. Like, and and yeah. I'm going to continue to watch the show. I even said last season, even though I was so freaking irritated <laughs> throughout everything, I said, I'm going to still watch. I don't know if I'll be able to podcast because the podcast, you really have to yeah. like what you're talking about for the most yeah. part. And it <laughs> is a difficult thing to, to talk. Ooh, another one. Hope them people are okay. Yeah. Um, and these days you can make the decision to... Uh, not watch it in real time and just watch it on Netflix a year yeah. later with no commercials. I mean, yeah. you know, you can make these choices. And for me, like you said, we're, life's pretty damn good if we can talk about characters that aren't real. And yes. so for me, it's 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 entertainment. Uh, it's a form of being with other people and having fun. And yeah. I don't I don't you know, I, if the writers here, if the director were to hear some of the stuff I said tonight. Well, the person's more than welcome to write me back and say, idiot, you didn't get what I was trying to do. And then we just go from there. Um, I, it, it's conversation. It's it's community. And I thoroughly enjoy it. And if I didn't, I wouldn't listen. Yeah. I. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I will say this in defense of those other podcasts. Believe me, even if it's not your, even if there's a podcast I don't particularly like for myself, podcasting is not simple. It takes time and effort and money that you don't get a return yeah. on. So for these right. folks, whether they're a podcast that you like or not, yeah. are doing this every week. And if they're hate watching it for a season or an episode or just for 10 minutes, that's right. okay. Because something is making them continue. They love this show. That's why they started talking about the show. And they still yeah. have love for what they hope the show will return to. That's the, yeah. that's the reason why we all keep watching a show when it goes a direction that you're like, what the fuck's going on? Mm-hmm. And whether we understand yeah. what the director or the writers are trying to do, they're trying to provide us a form of entertainment. So it's yeah. not just that we have to interpret their idea. They have to kind of make sure that we enjoy what it is that they're making or else we won't watch and they won't get the ratings and they will, the show will yeah. go off. So it's a two way yeah. street. It's not, everyone's always right one way or another. I know that half the shit mm-hmm. I'm talking about the, <laughs> if someone from the show was listening to that, they said, they don't get that chick. Don't understand a motherfucking thing that we, <laughs> <laughs> and that is yeah. okay because we all interpret things differently. It's always yes. our no. interpretation of how, of the emotion or the, the excitement well, or whatever that show is going to inflict in us. And it's all mm-hmm. our right, thankfully to be able to, um, control whether we listen, watch, record, uh, podcast it or not. So right. I, 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 you know, don't just turn off those podcasts. Don't write into those people and tell them that they're stupid for hate watching. Don't do any of that stuff. If you don't like the particular podcast, just turn them off. Don't put a bad rating on their iTunes review because that's right. a lot of work. And the mm-hmm. fact that they're still watching and podcasting, just mm-hmm. support them for that alone and just turn them off if you don't like it. Because yeah, we're exactly. all going to get in Preach. that boat. We're all going to get in that boat. I have done it. And the, and the podcasters, they're paying their cable bill. You know, they're paying for the entertainment, so they're free to say whatever they want about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I think something that people miss is that these shows now are more than just what happens on Sunday night. Um, you know, I, I used to work with, and, and we would get together once a week and just talk about what we did. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and just talk about what the characters and how we thought the plot. But we talk about writers and directors. But that that was part of how our friendship played out. That's that's us owning something that was put on TV our way. That's just the world we live in now. It mm-hmm. ain't going away. Mm-hmm. It's just what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you either dig it or you don't. <laughs> That's all there is to it. That's all there is. So I hope I know that you'll keep listening, Texas Tammy. And uh, but I, I, I mean, I get it, but I think you're going to have to let that shit go, especially mm-hmm. for this show, because unfortunately, <laughs> this is where we're at right now. There you go. And hopefully, it is what it is. Hopefully, it'll get better, and we won't all be hate watching that shit. Actually, I can say this <laughs> honestly: this episode, I did not hate watch. I watched it with nah. enjoyment for the most part. So. Yeah, I, I was fine. Thank I you, Texas Timmy. Now, this was her opinion last season also. We have to remember that, too, because we was all uh-huh. talking shit last season. I mean, she so, may have feedback for this episode that's totally different. Oh, my faith I know, has been restored. I was just going to say that, <laughs> yep. So I would love for no, you no. to email us uh, for this season, Texas Tammy, see how you feel. Or if it's any different yeah. than us, or if you still feel the same way about the hate watching, <laughs> that kind of thing. That would so, be a great arc. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know. So we're going to move, uh, move on to our current season feedback, and we only have one, and it is from Shalita. Hey, Shalita. Hey, Shalita. Hey, Shalita. Hey, and oh, I love her subject lines are always awesome she says the walking dead feedback for episode two aka everyone was badass and shiva had a good meal (laughs) hot lunch (laughs) (laughs) hey sister k zombie scotty and yam hope y'all are doing well and she's got a voicemail so let me play her voicemail hey sister k zombie scotty and yam this is shalita from philly my feedback for The Walking Dead season whatever the hell season we're on episode <laughs> 2 and I like this episode better than the premiere but I'm just so confused at what their plan was I'm kind of lost but I do mm. always enjoy when the team is being badass but I'm so <laughs> confused are they trying to kill the saviors are they not trying to kill the saviors what exactly mm-hmm. are they doing yep so no. know, but they did look badass while doing it I love Tara. Tara has absolutely no fun to give, <laughs> and she was awesome. But what is Jesus doing there? I mean, y'all know these people can't be trusted. You can't be leaving them alive, mm. especially that long-haired yeah. dude that killed that kid from the kingdom. Mm. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But I'm so confused about what's going on. And what the heck, Morales? What happened to his family? I guess that's why he's with the saviors now. Who knows? But I'm so confused about what, what Team Rick and them are doing. But either way... I just gotta say, I love me some Kang Ezekiel. He's so fine. He's mm. so fine. <laughs> and even Morgan's crazy's been fun lately. So yes. we'll see what happens yes. next week. Can't wait to get a podcast. Bye. Thank you, Shalita. <laughs> Thank you, Shalita. Shalita. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> I thought I was the only person confused, but I see now <laughs> that she was confused as well because I think. If we have to come down to one one theme here of all the conversations and all the hours that we've been talking about this thing is what was the purpose? Because that's what it's exactly <laughs> what we're talking about. Were, were they? Yeah. 
are, were they there to kill them all or to capture uh, 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 prisoners? Because if you're going to do that, then you need to have a place prepared, like I was saying before, where are you going to keep these people um, no. and rehabilitate or whatever? So it's kind of confusing what was the nature of the uh, mission. Mm-hmm. That's true. No. And we spent a, long, a lot of time talking about it, and we may have felt like we got closer to an understanding. Um, you know, when you're trying to spend all your time figuring out where you are on a map, um, <laughs> it, it just takes away yeah, it, it takes away from your ability to dig on the people and what they're going through, right? It's like, wait, 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 what do you say? Well, where the hell is he? Yeah, <laughs> know. What? And then yes. it's like, no, no, no. I want to be, you know, I want to dig on the people, what they're struggling with, and um, and striking that, that balance as a writer director, that's the challenge. And, you know, I'm I do sure. think they've gone a little art school on us, um, but we'll see. She yeah. also has um, a PS. So is Negan on to Dwight or is it a giant setup? Mm. Ooh. He has Dwight a double crosser, right? I mean, double agent. That's a good uh, question. I don't know. Cause well, he see, that's told, what I thought last season. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. If Dwight were a double agent, maybe Negan would have been waiting for Rick. Uh, yeah, but know. the thing, the thing is that the last season, last season when I thought that he got caught and then he came up with some uh, um, uh, good turnover and actually Negan ate it. Negan right. bought into whatever act Dwight gave him. And thanks to that act of convincing Negan, the doctor got killed. Because that's yeah, why yeah. he, yeah. he right. just dumped yeah. the guy into the furnace. You're now, right. the thing is, did he believe him completely mm. or was he just pretending? And now is when yeah. he's really going to go full blown after him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dwight, that's a good question. He's safe now. <laughs> he needs to be away somewhere. I wonder if, yeah, well, if we ever get a scene with them all together, that'll be interesting to see their interaction. Mm-hmm. You know, after mm-hmm. Absolutely. part of the war, uh, if he feels like, like, how did Rick know about all those places? How did he exactly. you know, start putting the pieces together? Uh-huh. That'll be mm-hmm. very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I don't think he's Negan. I mean, if um um if uh, Dwight is intelligent. I wouldn't go back to the Savior's camp at all. Now he, that, that was his 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 for his uh, resignation. I'm 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 out, and this is how I'm going to go with a boom, because yeah. you know the Negan knows is you, and he's coming after you. And I don't think the other side of your face is going to take that much of <laughs> a starch oh, no. on it. So, no, uh, no, no, I, I agree. Don't think so I would not go back. No, for nothing. Not at all. Shalita also has a tagline, which we forgot to mention in our first episode. Send in your taglines, y'all. So let me play her tagline. Hey, Sister Speak fam. This is Shalita from Philly, and this is my Walking Dead tagline to quote the oh-so-fine Kang Ezekiel. (laughs) Make it till you make it, baby. That's it. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) I love it. There you go. Zombie Sky, your favorite line of the episode, huh? Oh, that was no, that was the line of the episode. Because you know what's cool about that is he's doing his whole, you know, Shakespearean voice throughout the whole episode, except for that line. And you know, when he's doing that line, he's coding to Carol, "This is who I really am." 
Fake it, yes. make it, baby. Yeah. That's just yes. really well thought out, really well played, and and it worked, right? I really felt okay. This is the guy's groovy side. He he's, he he <laughs> treats Carol like a equal. You know, he's really treating her like something he doesn't really have to take care of, and so he lets her see that yeah. part of himself. And I thought it was fantastic. I like that too. That was a funny yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Shalita. We will put that on the next episode of the Taglines. Awesome. Well, that's all the feedback we had for episode two. Thank you, Shalita, and thank you to those who emailed back last season. We're finally getting to y'all. <laughs> Uh, what, like seven go. months later? Right. <laughs> we'll never live that shit down. Well, at least you didn't get an email that said, please don't read that hate email I sent last year. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> or if I did, I probably have lost it somewhere in this, all these emails. Yeah. So hopefully not. I want to say yeah. thank you so much to Gam and Zombie Scotty for being guest hosts this week. Y'all were awesome. Oh. My pleasure. Absolute blast to talk to the two of you. It was an absolute riot. Thank you. (laughs) And thank you guys for staying with the podcast. We appreciate it. Even though we are missing one of our illustrious founders, I think Mm. our podcast is still going to be going strong. Thank you. Y'all are part of it. And I thank you so much for joining for that. If y'all would like to get your feedback in for episode three, which is coming up soon, send it to sstwalkingdead at gmail.com, sstwalkingdead at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 972-755-1215 or go to speakpipe.com slash speak and leave a voicemail through SpeakPipe. It's very easy to do. And the cool thing is they let you listen to it before you send it. So you can edit if you need to. Mm. Uh, if you'd like to find us on Facebook, we're at <laughs> facebook.com slash podcast. And we have a wonderful Facebook group called Sister Speak Nation that has a lot of fun commentary. We talk about everything really in that group. Um, if you'd mm-hmm. like to reach us on Twitter, um, I'm at underscore sister k and at sister speak cast c-a-s-t and where can they find you yam oh i have a new one i changed my um my twitter and i made it more like a personal it used to be sweet potato 39 now is yummy left p 22 at uh, twitter yummy left p 22 at twitter at twitter and Mm -hmm. zombie scotty I'm going to hurt myself here. I don't have a Twitter account. You don't have a Twitter. Oh, that's okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it's it's all good. No, you know, we zombies, they don't let us get on Twitter. They don't let you get on Twitter too much, huh? We just make too many keystroke mistakes. Oh, boy. (laughs) If you'd like to reach the podcast on Instagram, we're at Instagram.com slash speak productions. We're also on Google Plus at uh, GooglePlus.com slash speak podcast. And our website, can't forget the website, where we have all of our podcasts, plus a great little shop with some Sister Speak, Sister Speak swag. Uh, you can go to sisterspeakproductions.com to find all of that, where we've been, the latest podcasts, and all that jazz. That's it for now. I am Sister K. I am Sister Yam. I am Zombie Scotty. See you next time. Bye. Bye, Bye -bye. y'all.
That is so stupid that I'm saying bye and I'm waving over here like I see people can see me. <laughs> 